following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthling. Hi, uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of Virginia. <laughs> I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. The Jackal. And we're live on this very wet and soggy Mother's Day, May 10th, 2020. Hope everybody's safe and sound and uh, accounted for on this uh, very strange times we're living in. Uh, folks, we're going to have a heck of a nice show for you tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. So sit back, relax. Uh, we have Brother Detox, Brandon himself. Uh, A.K.A. Pancakes is going to be uh, sidekicking in a minute here with us. And uh, we're going to have uh, also California Guy join us for some uh, entertainment uh, in a little bit. And we, uh, we always love having Cali Guy on the show. And on the second hour, we have a returning guest who's a longtime friend of mine. And I haven't had him on the show in a very long time. That's me slapping myself in the back of the head. Shame on me. I should have had him on a lot more times. But... Uh, He's always uh, fun to talk to and have on. I've known him since, uh, like, high school, uh, probably a little bit before that. I would go way back, like, Babies and Pacifiers, me and Carlo Mendez. That's right. He's going to be with us at 1130 in the next hour for a good 30 minutes. He's out in Cali, so it's a different time zone. And uh, he's doing a bunch of stuff out there. You know, they're slowly opening up. And uh, the country is slowly coming back to uh, to itself, and we just got joined by the big D himself. That's right, brother Detox, aka Pancakes and Sausage. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Jack, what is going on tonight, man? How you been? Doing good, man. Doing good. Happy that uh, you're, you're shining clear this week. Everything good uh, with the uh, connection? Because last week, man, uh, you know, my bad, but I had to like. Move on, because I had Rich uh, Hoffman on in that great interview once we got going, but, you know, we had a little technical hiccup with you, but everything good on your end uh, from the sound of it this week. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. It seemed like everything's kind of cleared up, so I'm, I'm glad about that. Has it been raining up there? Because it's been, like, pouring all day. It's been like, you know, we're locked in, it's Mother's Day, and it's raining. That's just not a good, like, combination. Yeah, we, we've been uh, really, really, really cloudy today. Um, I thought we were going to get hit with some uh, rain this morning, but it never came. It's just been cloudy, that's it. But who knows about tomorrow? Yeah, who knows what tomorrow might bring in this crazy world? And nobody wants to hear me sing. I understand, but uh, it's uh, it's uh, crazy. You staying safe, man? Because you know, right now with the uh, weather, the conditions uh, in Florida, people are still getting uh, sick. Are you uh, still covering up? Are you uh, staying uh, healthy? How's the uh, the whole uh, thing up there going on with you? Yeah, things are good, man. Just staying safe, staying healthy. Both my jobs are still running, but doing everything I can to just stay inside and chill, man. Yeah, you're one of the essentials employees, right? Like you're, you're an essential. You have to be there. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I posted on my story on Facebook. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, 25 crazy things you have to deal with now. And one of them was like, uh, we can't go to work because we're totally like, you know, stay indoors. But unless you have to go to work, then go to work. And I'm like, wait a second. And it says, we're closed. The economy's all closed. But 
for a lot of companies, they're still open. Well, wait a second, I thought we were closed. Yeah, you, you can't go outside, you got to stay indoors. But if you must go outside, just social distance. Are we supposed to stay indoors? Or can we go outside? Like, it like makes no sense. We're living in very like confusing times, dude. It really is. Like, left is right, right is left, down is up, up is down. I don't know, man. It's just uh, it, it's weird times. But it is uh, Mother's Day today, and I wanted to wish all the mothers out there a a uh, you know a, a hopefully a nice Mother's Day. I hope that you know everybody who has their moms alive and well uh, took time to, to tell them how much they loved them and uh, gave them all the flowers in the world and all the love and hugs and kisses. You know, some of us don't have our moms here to uh, be able to do that, and uh, you know I envy all my friends who are able to do that still. Um, you know, I have a lot of friends who've lost their moms over the last uh, decade, and uh, it's uh, something that never goes away. It's a terrible void that just never leaves you, man. I mean, no matter how, you know how much time passes, it's been four years now since my mom passed, and it doesn't matter how, how you know long uh, time passes, it just gets uh, worse and worse sometimes. Uh, you know, especially with, with uh, the relationship you might have with your mom. Some people might not care. They might be like, ah, good riddance. I had a terrible mother. Some people might, like myself, be like, I, I had an amazingly wonderful mom. And, you know, I couldn't say enough good things about her. So, uh, for me, it uh, it hit hard. You know what I mean? And uh, how's the uh, family uh, doing with uh, Mother's Day? Like, are you, you, know, you talk to moms? Uh, how's that? And uh, that's the new norm. You there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm okay, here. I guess you missed the question. <laughs> yeah, I cut out for a second. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a good weekend, though. Um, I was just uh, informing the audience, I'll go over it one more time, about Mother's Day. And, uh, did you, uh, was, oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, my mom's birthday was actually on the 8th of May. My father's was on the 7th. And here we go, Mother's Day. <laughs> wow. So I, normally, I usually just get them both uh, like a $100 gift card to AMC movies or whatever. You know, just knock them both out, all three, I guess, technically. <laughs> and um, I still did that this time. And, yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that, that's kind of like messed up because there's like all movie theaters are locked down still, probably won't open for a long time, and AMC theaters might be going out of business altogether. Yeah, well, it wasn't. It was all <laughs> they have like other um, ways to stream now and stuff like that. I think that they can purchase and um, which I'm like, hey, that, that's fine because they're big movie people regardless. And um, I bought my mom a little cake today some little cupcakes here and there. And uh, it, it was it was good to see them. I'm, I'm not extremely close to my parents sometimes, but, you know, they're still my people. I love them, you know. And I, I just want to make sure, I, you know, they're getting older, you know. Dad's yeah. in the 60s. My mom's in her upper 50s now, you know. It's just put that past beef behind me and try to, try to do the right thing for them and make sure they know I care, you know. You know, I think you should have taken them to IHOP and ordered some uh, pancakes uh, with sausage. And uh, some bananas or some uh, apple cut-ups over your top. Huh? How's that? 
little pancake uh, and IHOP. That should have been Mother's Day treat right there for you. Should have done. You should have done it, yeah, man. Gave my mama some French toast or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would have just been very good of you. Let me tell you, it would have been a good son for that. Round of applause for everybody who took their moms to IHOP this morning. Sound effect, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cut that out there. And uh, we're going to have Kyle Guy on in, uh, in about uh, 15 minutes. So he's going to talk to us about a couple of things in the news, uh, one of which a former WWE wrestler caught in a little hot water just yesterday uh, for uh, domestic violence. And we're going to talk to him about that because he's a big wrestling buff. Detox? Okay. Okay. okay, I thought we flushed it down the toilet there because you're... Gone again. You're like gone with the wind. Sometimes you're here, sometimes you're not. Still hard to flush. Speaking of which, a perfect segue, and I did not even like lead you into this one until you just uh, completely like stepped right into it like a pile of poo. Let's uh, get into this. I don't know if you heard this. Uh, that came out uh, an investigation is deep underway going on in the uh, Supreme Court, and it has to do with the uh the, the term i'm i'm actually going to uh, coin today flushgate now i'm sure you haven't heard this story yet no but it's it's an appropriate title ahead of time we're going to talk about that i have an audio clip i'm going to play in a little bit and we're going to talk to a uh, guy on this also because it's very interesting but an investigation is underway who's uh uh let's just say uh going to turn some heads if we find out who the culprit was. Now, while the uh, flush may have been, uh, you know, somebody's worst nightmare in, an, uh, in a very important situation, like say, for example, you're on a, on a phone call with somebody very important, um, or you're at a meeting, right, and the PA is playing somebody talking or whatever, and they're joining through the PA or through Skype or something, and all of a sudden you hear a flush in the background. From the toilet, you know, what, what does that make you think? Eh, something just, know. something, you know, may have went or they got to fight it. Well, let's just say that uh, it might be somebody's worst nightmare, but it was a dream come true for many of uh, folks like myself who were listening uh, this past week uh, to uh, court hearings. Uh, this uh, one moment of true justice going down the toilet for all to hear. Uh, it brought me to tears when I first heard it, and it's not the first time that I've had the uh, the sounds coming uh, uh, out of uh, places where the law should not be in or be discussed. Let's just say where a man should be at peace or a woman should be at peace to you know do their thing. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, did I uh, think that I was going to hear what I heard, uh, and uh, it was pretty hilarious. It was the flushing of a toilet in the middle of a Supreme Court justice connection that they had on Skype and uh, I think we could uh, you know put Justice Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg out of the loop here uh, considering she's in the hospital bed and she you know was part of the call but like she's in the hospital at her age she's uh, probably near knocking on heaven's door you know she's not doing well uh, but she did uh, participate in the call and in the middle of the call they're, they're talking about some major laws and for a brief second, there's a skip, and you can hear in the background a very loud flush of the toilet. Now, while Justice Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg might not be the culprit, 
because she's in the hospital, there's a good chance that she still could be the culprit. And here's how. Um, some people are saying, well, what if she started the call on the toilet in the hospital and midway through uh, this thing, she's like, I, I can't sit here for three hours. So she decided to, uh, you know, while she was not speaking, get up with probably some help. And I forgot to mute the uh, phone and, well, the flush rang through. And it was funny because it's in the middle of a very heavy debate. And all of a sudden you hear, which is appropriate like, to whatever's happening now in the country. I mean, we're being literally flushed down the toilet as it is, you know. So it was an appropriate sound, if anything. No? Nothing? More like a flush, you know, but you got to hear the bubbles when it's backing up. Well, I don't think uh, the Skype is going to pick that up, bro. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to get that kind of, like, uh, I, I mean, it picked up the, the entire flush. Uh, you could almost say that she had a royal flush. No? Nothing. Yes. Yes. Wow. Dead air tonight. No love. <laughs> <laughs> Here I'm expecting a, like a funny retort, and I and I get nothing. You of all people who I thought would love this story, because you know you, you left the toilet again. Nothing. <laughs> I would have been like, Your Honor, I need to. You ever seen that movie? Uh, what was it Liar Liar with Jim Carrey? <laughs> Your Honor, I need to request a bathroom break. <laughs> Apparently, uh, some people were already in the bathroom when this happened, yes. so we got that to look forward to. I'm going to play that audio in a little bit here, and uh, let's see what other stories uh, we're going to talk about when we get Cali Guy on the line here. Uh, let's see, uh, we got the Abarto de Rios, that story. Uh, little Richard passed away this week at 87. He actually had a, a couple of really uh, bad, bad Yes, uh, you know, in the celebrity world, Little Richard, uh, probably the really the the person most most responsible for you know really opening all kind of barriers and doors for like rock and roll uh, back in the fifties and sixties. And if it wasn't for Little Richard, you wouldn't have Prince, Michael Jackson, you know, a lot of these acts that came out later on. And uh, he really was the catalyst. For a lot of that, bringing in, uh, you know, rock and roll to the mainstream and uh, doing it in a completely different way. I mean, you look at what happened later with, like, Jimi Hendrix and, um, you know, even Elvis for a long time was, you know, they were being compared to each other, uh, which is, you know, Elvis is, of course, everybody calls him the king of rock, right? Uh, well, I would actually say that Little Richard was really the king of rock in many ways. Uh, again, if it wasn't for for Little Richard's uh, accomplishments, uh, you know, especially in the African American community, rock and roll would like not even be something that would have uh, you know been talked about much. And that you know, let's just face it, that's where rock and roll came from. Yeah, I was a little taken off guard by uh, Little Richard's death. Um, you know, I may have lost track of him over the years. I didn't even think he was as old as they said. I was like eighty seven. 
But I mean, yeah. without without the contributions he did, like you say, we wouldn't have had the Michael Jacksons, we wouldn't have the Princes, we wouldn't have a lot of these people that came out of the people that we grew up with, even, you know, the influences, some of them that we still have today. Um, and they're, they're, he was probably the one big celebrity death that uh, that we've had over the weekend that was pretty bad. We've had a couple others in the last uh, week, week and a half. So yeah. uh, some lost to COVID-19 implications, some uh, like little Richie, he's just been, you know, just old age, you know, so to speak, but uh, really, really kind of taken off guard by that one. But, uh, you know, he, he was really a, a music icon, not only for himself, but he was he also produced other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, there's not many people that have been around like him. Cer- certainly nobody like him today that made music and he produced other people. I mean, not, not only that, uh, he didn't care, you know, who the people were. I mean, if you were talented, he didn't care. And he was uh, very outspoken. Uh, he told uh, Prince, you know, uh, one time on Earth again, he said to, to Prince, uh, while being interviewed on the show, he looked at the camera and kind of broke that fourth wall and said, uh, I was doing what Prince does before Prince was even born. You know, like, uh, that is very true. Like, Prince completely stole everything. I mean, and I'm a Prince fan, don't get me wrong. Uh, but when you look at Prince, you look at Little Richard, you're like, yeah, that's the progression of who Little Richard was. I mean, that's as as clear as you could have, um, you know, and it's an homage, really. You know, like they say, imitation is it's really the sincerest form of flattery, which I believe to be 100% true. It's true in this case also. Um, he really did, you know, open not only the doors for people like Prince, but I mean, Prince himself is a product of Little Richard. So, a, a terrible loss. And we also uh, had Roy Horn of the uh, famous uh, Siegfried and Roy pass away this uh, this past week. And uh, he was, uh, what, 75? And he died of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, you know, celebrities are dying. And, you know, it's uh, tragic because we're losing a lot of, like, icons this year. A lot of really, really uh, famous celebrities that are just uh, losing their lives. And, uh, you know, Roy uh, from Siegfried and Roy has had really a terrible last couple of decades after what happened to him with a tiger, like, discombobulated his face. And, you know, he was... Apparently, apparently, what they said it was he was having a stroke, and the tiger was trying to save him, so he grabbed him by the face and dragged him to like the door, where he, you know, he thought they might be able to help him. <laughs> of course, the tiger doesn't understand its own power, and uh, uh, accidentally they think that's what uh, really happened—that he accidentally, uh, you know, did injure uh, Roy Horn because of. Uh, you know, whatever uh, what was going on in the Tiger's mind it was uh, defending the guy and he ended up actually hurting him, which is in itself uh, very, very tough to take. But at the same time, it kind of makes sense because they had a, like, uh, I mean, for a long time, they had a, a really, really, like, I wouldn't say uh, bond with these animals, but, I mean, they knew them so well that I, it, it really never quite, you know, made sense why the animal all of a sudden would attack, you know, this person. 
So I always found that a little bit weird. So when I like I heard the report that the tiger was actually not attacking him, but was actually uh, trying to maybe help him in some in some weird way. Um, you know that always kind of like made uh, the most sense to me anyway. But uh, yeah, we lost uh, Roy Horn also, and uh, another very very famous uh, gentleman who uh, was a big star in the nineties. I mean, my God. Uh, now, for those of you who are not familiar, Siegfried and Roy did a magic act with animals in Vegas. And to this day, it is the most famous Las Vegas act ever. Nobody has sold out more shows, done more events uh, than those two men did you know, together. And, uh, and I'm talking about like year-round. These guys were like very dedicated to, to what they were doing, to their crafts, so... Uh, you know, just uh, nothing good came out so far this year. Did you ever see Siegfried and Roy in uh, your neck of the woods there? Uh, not in person, but I know Siegfried and Roy uh, made several appearances here over the years. Uh, they were usually like at the, I guess it's now called the Amway Arena. That's That was kind of their go-to spot. And um, that was one of the other ones I had thought about with uh, the COVID-19 implications. And... Um, you know that, that's that's one that that will never come again either. You know, um, you know between that and I heard a little rich. It was just like back to back. Yeah, in a, in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's crazy. Like I said, it, it was like a couple of days, and you were like, "Holy crap!" Another one bites the dust. Literally, like, what is this? This is just uh, it's bizarre. I mean, I've never seen a, a, a week where we, two icons like that, you know, just bit the dust and this one again corona related uh which makes it even more like uh you know tragedy because it could have been avoided if this damn evil you know disease uh, virus or illness whatever was never uh given to us by china so go figure uh, joining me right now is not only Brother Detox, uh, a.k.a. Sausage and Waffles uh, tonight, or Sausage and Pancakes, and uh, that's going to be his new nickname, I think. After that, he gets the Detox, because that's normally what happens. And uh, with us, uh, joining us, is the one and only, the legendary, straight out the West Coast, California guy. What's up, dude? How you doing out there? What's going on? What's going on? Well, we doing great out here. We doing great out here and stuff. We just... Uh, laying back today and chilling out, and we uh, It's been a long time since I've been on the Jackal's Head show. I, I think it's been shit. The last time we did the show, I think people have to look it up and go through the archives. We did that big show talking about Justice League. No, Batman versus Superman. Right, we did a big show on here. Remember, we collaborated. I always remember that was the last show I believe I did on here. So it's been like what, like almost about. Thirteen years since I've been on Jack. So we do the round table. Yeah, we do the round table. So I've been on round table, but this, I haven't built Jack on show. You've been. He's like we disappeared. I thought this show was obsolete. Like, I thought it was just about the round table. <laughs> well, the last time, uh, last time we did a, an actual show together was the emergency show we did a couple of months back for the round table. Um, so yeah, the Jackal's head has kind of been like gone for a long time, but uh, I brought it back last year. I'm surprised you, yeah. you didn't know about it. Um, actually, middle of last year, yeah, I, no, no. I did know about that. But but since I've been on here, like I've been on Zod Ryder's show, I think two years ago. So I was yeah. on Zod Ryder's show two years ago. That was the last show I did on PSM with Zod Ryder. I mean, right. as far as the solo shows are concerned, then I haven't did Jackal's here since 
a little bit with Batman versus Superman before that was released. So people yeah, yeah, go look yeah. that up. But uh, then uh, I've done roundtable shows, so, you know, so I've done that off and on. But it's been a long time since we've been on Jackals here. This is a show with all the conspiracy theories and politics on. So on this oh yeah. Show, so I know this format. Sometimes, well, maybe, sometimes. I- we do a little bit of everything. We do movies, music, TV, and, uh, you know, I have a couple of things that I want to talk to you about because I know that you're deep into the uh, sports entertainment world, and uh, yeah. we had a big story that broke yesterday, and I want to get your take on it because I know you're the man to go to when something like this happens. Uh, Alberto Del Rio, four-time WWE world champion, arrested. Uh, for domestic violence uh, against uh, an unknown woman, probably his girlfriend, and a child. And uh, he supposedly made the woman dress in some exotic dress or something and dance for him. And uh, I don't know the rest of the details, but he was violent towards her apparently and enough uh, to get arrested and charged with, again, domestic violence and endangerment of a child. Uh, he's been out of the ring for since 2016, I think. Uh, but he's a four-time WWE champion. I mean, what are your what are your thoughts on, uh, on that situation? I mean, this just came out yesterday. My thoughts is he's not coming back to the WWE. <laughs> he's for very. He's not going to play yes. back ever. <laughs> he's not going to come back. That's a. I'm just learning the story now. But you know, Alberto. Well, he was fired because of racism. Allegedly, he alleged that they were making fun of him uh, with, with uh, his Hispanic heritage, you know, uh, they were taking shots at that. He slapped somebody, he slapped an official. So he claimed, and then I think he was going with, I believe, Paige, if I'm mistaken. So he was going with Paige at the time that he was fired. So I know that he's had incidents off and on uh, throughout the years, but now uh, it seems like, yeah, he's not, not going to be back. So, you know, I'm just, Dirty's not going to let him come back, but he may go to jail for it. So we, we're learning more details as we go. So he's, you know why he's not going to come back, too. i got to elaborate. Uh, a show that you probably should watch, Jackal, you got advice. Uh, they do the Dark Side of the Ring show now. It's called Dark Side of the Ring, uh-huh. where they, it's, it's on Vice. It's where they talk about different wrestlers every week. This is season two now. So they did actually season one. But they just did a show with Dino Bravo, you know, the murder of Dino Bravo. They did a show yeah. on Ben Wall. They had a show on Ben Wall. So you should probably check it out. But, you know, this guy, uh, Jimmy Superfly, they did one. I, that's what I'm a legend to now. Back oh, wow. with Jimmy Superfly. They, yeah, they did a whole show, actually, last week. Check it out on uh, YouTube. Anybody that's listening to go on YouTube on the Vice, uh, Vice, if you guys know Vice, uh, yep. it's a liberal left-wing channel, but... They do the dark side of the ring, so anybody can check it out on. And or they may have it on their cable system. But they do a lot of like interest. They do a lot of interesting documentaries and uh, shows on Vice. A lot of interesting stuff on there. No, it's a good. It's a good network. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But they, I know they got. I know they got dark side of the ring. But it yep. goes back. It this this parallels Jimmy Superfly though, because remember back in the early eighties, Jimmy Superfly was accused of murdering uh, his girlfriend back in eighty three. So yep. let's fast forward when they convicted them and they re- opened the investigation to that. They took Jimmy Superfly off of the Hall of Fame. It was like a little bit before he died. They kind of erased him for the WWE. So if they could do a wrestler like Jimmy Superfly, that was a legend, they're gonna not pick up Alberto no more. Alberto's not gonna. 
he doesn't have a chest in hell to get picked up. So I, I feel for him, but you know, he, you know, sexual assault, and we're in the Me Too age too now. So, you know, people been losing their jobs, and news commentators, politicians, and uh, film people, you know, all lost their jobs behind Me Too. So he's he's done. He's not going to pick him up. I don't think any. Yeah, I don't think any organization is going to pick them up. Any of the uh, side or you know wrestling organizations that have been opening up the last few years, I think it's literally a wrap for about to the career for his career. He's like he's done. I don't think he's uh, going to be joining any of these leagues anymore, um, or given even a chance. I mean, when you don't like you said we're in the Me Too movement. You you, you and you just can't come back from something this you know blown up. I mean, look what happened to Kevin Spacey. For crying out oh, loud, and Kevin Spacey, yeah. like he what was the accusation? He was attracted to another guy. Okay, uh, he made a pass at the guy. Okay, uh, he went and tried to like you know do sexual things with the guy. Okay, and he, the guy said no. He said okay, and he walked away. He didn't rape him, right? But just the fact that they. The guy was a couple years younger. They were both young because they were in theater as young dudes. And just the fact that they were in the same, uh, you know, uh, theater group, you know, that he was attracted to them, you know, and they did whatever. But nobody got raped or hurt. And Kevin Spacey's career went completely, like, south. Like, he's done. It's a rap for him. Uh, you know, whatever you feel about, you know, the situation and then the whole alphabet people, that's your business. Uh, but I mean, this guy was like on top of the world. Now he's like underneath the toilet uh, because of you know this one allegation, which brought out all these other allegations uh, from other people. Uh, and, you know, a lot of it was just, oh, he was just mean on set, or he was just kind of a you know an asshole, or this or that. Uh, that was you know most of the stuff that, that people talked about. Even Joe Manganiello uh, spoke bad about uh, Kevin Spacey, and I was like, really, Joe? Like that's kind of weird. Uh, but a lot of people just came out trashing the guy after that. Uh, we're in that movement, the Me Too movement, where, you know, it's crazy. But it's also very, like, you know, hypocritical. Uh, when you consider, like, for example, look at uh, Joe Biden now with the woman, uh, the women accusing him, one even accusing him who was 14 years old at the time. And, like, people that were, like, all part of the movement, like Alyssa Milano and, you know, Rose McGowan, all these chicks, are now, like, saying, well, but, you know, uh, we're kind of backing off from the whole believe women at all costs to, like, uh, you know, let's do process. Really? Well, well, that goes against the Me Too movement. So there's a whole hypocrisy behind that whole thing. I guess it's like, you know, only some rape is good rape. You know, like, I, I don't get it. But uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's only, weird. It's only, yeah, because you know, it is hypocrisy. So it's only black men and Republicans. That's really the target. That's it. Black men and yeah. black celebrities and Republicans really are the targets, you know. So, and to be fair, I, and I, you know what I mean? You have a beef with by Trump, but Trump even backed Biden a little bit. Because of the other day, I was kind of shocked about Biden with Trump. I mean, with Trump saying that Biden should fight him because he's been accused of certain things, too. And then. Uh, Al Franklin, you know, remember what happened Al Franklin with the, in the Senate, you know, and had yep. they accused him of sexual assault with that picture and all that stuff there. So, you know, uh, yeah, I agree. That is a hypocrisy because it seems like only, because they, they do Bill Cosby to the buzz 
Yeah. Um, they do. R. Kelly, I kind of saw, but you know, I have an opinion. That's that's for me to do a video on that. So I have an opinion about R. Kelly, but uh, Bill Cosby, you know, they they you know, and, and people got to, and, and people that anybody that's African American listening to this podcast tonight got to remember. The reason why Bill Cosby's in jail is because of a Democratic left wing governor of Philadelphia, of uh, uh, Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, a governor of Pennsylvania. That's the reason why mm-hmm. Bill Cosby was the president, too. It's because of a yep. Democrat, you know. Not, yeah. It wasn't a Republican. It was a conservative. It was a Democrat that resurrected something that really wasn't there, and then he's sitting in jail for it. But I don't want to get too much into the Bill Cosby thing, but that's too controversial. But you're right. It is a, 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 a hypocrisy for it. And some guys, I say, like Harvey Weinstein deserves it. I've actually heard stories about Harvey Weinstein. But here's the thing. A lot of Hollywood elites, Defended uh, Harvey Weinstein, like oh, oh yeah, Oprah yeah, Winfrey, yeah. and and different. So, and they do he was doing it. even, and I like him. Tarantino do too. I don't like like Tarantino, but he do he was doing shit too. They all so, knew. You I know, mean, for, it wasn't a secret. They even made a, a joke about it at an award show. Um, and uh, you know, it, it's no secret that you know Harvey Weinstein was involved with all kinds of celebrities, and he made movie stars out of out of people. I think. Uh, uh, who who was it? Adam Carolla made a joke about it at one point. He did. Uh, yeah, and I mean Hollywood knew about it. You know, Oprah's not stupid. She knows what was happening. Uh, all these people knew what was happening. Uh, but you know, it's it's very funny that once these women's careers are, like done, even though he made them a star, made them millions, now all of a sudden they're coming back saying, "Well, he made us have sex with him." Well, nobody put a gun to your head. First of all, no. And second of all, what happened to due process? You know, like, the guy was convicted in the media before he ever saw a trial, uh, you know, or anything. So, I, I mean, I, the entire Harvey Weinstein situation, well, the guy's a scumbag. He's always been a scumbag. We've all known that. Yeah. It's no secret the guy's a scumbag. But this, at the same time, it's like, you know, it's like a crit pro quo, right? Like, you know, you gave up the uh, the vagina and he gave you a career. You had nothing to You were probably sleeping in your mom's house. When he made some of these women celebrities and superstars, and some even won Oscars, not the the you know, not the Compassion of Wolf, but uh, actual you know, like Academy Awards, and there that's thanks to Harvey Weinstein. So like the fact that he, you know, got railroaded and uh, thrown under the bus like he did, it, it's both sad and tragic. Even though it's karma and it's you know something that he brought on himself for being a scumbag. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what he gets. Yeah, that's what he gets. Yeah, so that's, that's what he gets. But, you know, it is what it is. So, I, I feel really, even for Cosby, because it's been so long and at his age, it's like, why bring that crap up now? Uh, but, you know, Bill Cosby's another one who went on TV and bragged about it on Larry King. Uh-huh. Like, like, you don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. one thing you, you don't do when you have actually done this kind of stuff. At that point, you just point at your gun and saying, all right, who wants to come forward and take the shot? Uh-huh. You yeah, he made a mistake by saying that. Yeah, he he made a mistake. Um, you know, but my thing with Cosby is this, and I've said this before. You know, you you call this guy a serial rapist, but no evidence of that. Uh, only thing that you could see maybe is the quaaludes with the with the actual case that with the actual case that was involved. So you do got that. It was quaaludes because I read the report. Yeah, uh, so yeah. it was that inside of that. So that's true. That part is true. But the woman, 
she won the payoff. The woman that, you know, claimed that Cosby raped her, she, she got paid off, and they went to play. So people don't know that part. She yep. didn't want the Cosby shows with her parents. So if, you, 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 got, you, you got females in your family. I got females in my family. Somebody's raping my family member. I'm not going to no play. With, I don't care if it was Cosby. If that was my sister or daughter or aunt or whatever, and Cosby did that, I'm not going to a play. I'd be like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why would I want to see Cosby? So that's the stuff that I question right yep. there. But, you know, it, it, you know, but yes, it is what it is with that. But you're right to get you to the brag. But but the other rapes, I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie. I didn't believe that Cosby was raping from the 1960s all the way up. You know, because it's basically you're saying the serial rapist. You're basically saying that. So, yeah, no, know, the way it turned out is, Dude, the way it turned out, like, they made it sound like Cosby was, like, the biggest rapist in the history of the country. It's like, holy crap, like, really? Like, Dr. Huxable was raping all these women? <laughs> well, we're all, like, watching them on it's TV, you know? <laughs> it's, the, it's not improbable. And you know what's funny? I'm not even saying it's improbable. I'm not saying that he could, that he didn't do it. But I, I have a hard time believing it because it's your, I mean, you know, say you blow up from the jackal's head. And right. every woman you interacted with, you know, they'll be like, well, you know, Jackal mess with me. You know, Jackal, they think Cali got that, you know, you, you get that shit. Cali got to rape me or they, t you know, they could just say, you know, cause it's hard to believe. You know, there's no evidence. There's nothing leaking, leaking cause with it. So it's just easy. You know, it's not like an R. Kelly thing. You know, okay, R. Kelly was caught cold. So he's <laughs> On he's video. Yeah. Yeah, he's leaking. Yeah, so that's different with R. Kelly. I can't defend him. You know, you can, I can't defend R. Kelly. But Cosby, I feel they can kind of have a window open. But it's like Michael Jackson. They're just saying the same thing about Michael Jackson. So, you know, it's just, you know, and then you know who's behind all this is Oprah Winfrey. Uh, yep. Like you said, the mainstream elite. They was trashing Kobe Bryant also. These are the same people also, by the way, that yeah, trashed Kobe yeah. since he was a rapist recently. So, you know, I, I'm kind of done with that. I think it's going to fall apart. And I ask the question, when Trump is gone, because this is all kind of through Trump, if Trump does, say he doesn't win in this election, or he's turned out, say he's turned out in 2024-25, then who are you going to blame? Are you still going to have a Me Too movie? That's the question people should ask. Yep. No, that's where the hypocrisy. That's where the hypocrisy will be completely exposed if it ends as soon as say, say Trump loses and uh, Biden wins and Biden or makes Trump this wins. whole thing goes or away. That's win. it. Or Trump could win yeah. and turned out. He could just be turned out. It's always a possibility he could win and he's just turned out. What you going to do there? Yep. So either way yeah. it goes, what, what you going to do? So whether he wins this year or he's turned out, because either way it goes, it's turned out the last four years. So uh, what you going to do? And like I said, if Biden wins, and if Biden has more allegations going forward, you know, um, what you're going to do, you know? And listen, Romano is a hypocrite. That, that's very hypocritical. Oh, yeah. And yep. yet not to, you know, say that, oh, you don't want to uh, trash, you're not protecting those women, but if it was Trump with new allegations, then you'd be all on it. But then as soon as Biden's like, uh, you know, he didn't do anything, or you got to wait to do process. Get the hell out of here with that. You know, that's that's pure part. You're gonna always get that though. This is Hollywood you're talking about. You yeah. always gonna get that. Hollywood is a left wing elite. I'm liberal, but they're far more liberal than I than I am. So they're a left wing elitist group in Hollywood anyway. So you're always gonna get that stuff. See, the Alyssa Milano stuff I never really quite understood because she wasn't involved with Harvey Weinstein. Uh, she was a, a child celebrity. She had it easy her whole life. 
Um, you know, she did charm. You know, nobody really thought about her in, in any kind of light. She did even some softcore porn, nice tits. Uh, so she, you know, she's been around on and off, but she's not been an A-lister for ever. No. Uh, you know, even on the show, Tony Danza was the big, you know, the big thing on that original show. Who's the boss? Uh, and Charm, she was part of a, a trio, which was on the, the CW. So not exactly the greatest network to begin with, and there's a show that's easily forgotten. And the big star of that show is Shannon Doherty, who left the show like midway through when Alyssa Milano came on board because she was like, I can't deal with this crazy bitch. So when Shannon Doherty says, I can't deal with this crazy bitch, and she co-owns the show, and she walks out of her own show because of her, that tells you right there there's a little something cuckoo, cuckoo with uh, Alyssa Milano. Uh, to begin with, but when you see her like doing these interviews, you're like, you're definitely crazy woman because the way, what they did was to uh, Judge Karvanoff was just ridiculous. I mean, that guy had like a squeaky clean image, you know, never had an incident. He was appointed a judge, which every president is allowed to appoint judges. It's just part of the law, and he's appointed the judge because he was like the the squeakiest, cleanest guy they could find. And they found some uh, woman who's, uh, who claimed that at a party 30 years ago, he might have been there. He might have, like, seduced her. She wasn't sure if it was him or not. But there was a good chance she might have been him. And then it turned out she was a Hillary supporter and donated to the Hillary campaign. Was part of the uh, Hillary, uh, the Clinton Foundation, all kinds of nonsense. And then you're like, oh, okay, so that's where that came from. You know what I mean? Complete nonsense and bullshit. And Kavanaugh was dragged through the mud all because of his connection to, like, Trump appointing him to, like, Supreme, you know, justice. Well, he could have been with Bush, and that would have taken place. He could have been with George W. Bush. He could have appointed him, and that, that would have just took place anyway because he was really the yeah. right. He was conservative. So they're yeah, going to yeah. See, you have to understand how this is going. Biden, let's go back to Biden real quick. The reason why Biden is getting sort of these allegations, those are Hillary supporters, by the way, that's attacking Biden. You got to remember, the Democratic Party is not totally unified because you still got, okay, you got dummy Bernie Sanders. You got dummy Bernie Sanders. Then you got Hillary supporters. Then you got maybe Obama supporters that's maybe more mainstream, conservative, I call them conservative Democrats. Then you got this regular liberals like myself. Then you got the, like I said, the Bernie wing maybe teaming up with the Hillary wing to take down Biden. Because remember, they didn't want Biden. Always remember, Biden was right. chosen by the Bernie, the weird Bernie supporters. And so the feminists and yep. the Bernie supporters, they were the ones that I think is putting this together to try to ruin Biden. So they don't care if Trump... And then they're a bitch and complain if Trump wins. If Trump was the win, they'd be, oh, you know, I hate Trump and all that. But they hate... I, I don't know. It's like they hate Biden more than Trump. So... <laughs> Because and I'm gonna tell you, they hate Biden because Biden picked up the black vote. I'm just being, I'm saying right on on your shows, controversial. So they hate Biden because Biden got the black vote uh, early part of this year. They thought it was Bernie, and Biden got the black vote. So they're trying their best to be to get revenge against um, Biden. And I know that for a fact because I've been on some radio shows over the last couple of months, black radio shows that was yep. defending Bernie and trash Biden. So I know that for a clear fact. And I tell them you should have voted, but they, they can't be racist and talk about the black voters. So what they're trying to do is skate around that by talking about his touchy Philly record or they're talking about other things with Biden, but they won't just, just get
give up and say, well, the black people didn't like Bi- uh, 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 Bernie. That's what this yeah. is about. Trust me on that, because I'm a Democrat, uh, and I know, and I see, and I watch the shows. So you probably really know anyway, but that's what's going on. It's a big division with the Democratic oh, yeah, yeah. Party. No, it even happened with uh, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, you know, he lost uh, the black vote completely, and uh, that was the end of his campaign. And he had a lot of momentum uh, going up, and, and no pun intended on that one, huh? <laughs> but Booty Guy, <laughs> he, had, he had all that momentum pushing in there, deep in there. And then as soon as everybody started saying, but he's not getting the, the, the black vote or the uh, the black community behind him. And I was like, well, maybe he would like the whole black community behind him. I don't know how he rolls, uh, but he tried, and uh, they just would not back him. See, nothing I say about Pete Buttigieg is not to come off kind of like sexual. When it comes to this, uh, because you know he's openly gay, but you know that was like the elephant in the room that you know people don't want to talk about. But really, that that's the reason why. He didn't get a large part of the minority vote. Latinos weren't going to vote for him either because no. there is that taboo about you know he's you know he's he's gay, and uh, you know while there are gays in our communities, let's be real, in both of ours, yeah. Latinos, yeah, blacks, yeah. whites, you know, there's gays in every community, but there's still that stigma and that taboo where. Uh, they think that you know we wouldn't vote for a person who is openly gay, and I that really like de- derailed any momentum he had uh, in the caboose, so to speak, uh-huh. and uh, that was like the end of him. And uh, as far as Biden and uh, and Sanders, it's funny because Sanders, uh, you know, let it, you know let, let it be known that he was going to support Biden, but at the same time, while he jumped out of the race, he wants to keep all his uh, constituents and all his you know like backers and. Like saying, well, I'm backing you, but just in case you flip out again, I still have my people and I, I might be able to squeeze in somehow, which is very possible because you listen to Biden talk, that dude's loopy. Like he can't, yeah. like he can't make sentences uh, together and, and yeah. form a rational thought at this point. So you know, and it's one thing is being at a rally, and you can understand where, like, well, the, maybe the crowd is getting to his head, and he's just not able to, you know, like think clearly for a second or something. But like he's doing these, uh, like, underground bunker basement uh, Corona, like hidden far away in a galaxy somewhere type YouTube videos. Where he's being asked uh, simple questions like, "Hey Joe, how's your day been?" and he like doesn't know how to answer. Like he's completely lost, and he's just going off like, "We gotta beat the virus, and we gotta like support the people, and we gotta like make sure that the the poor people are taken care of." And and we're like, uh, "Dude, that's happening. Like, where the hell have you been? I got my check a couple a couple of days ago." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know what? I didn't even know he was doing <laughs> no videos. Because the dude, it's funny because I didn't even know Biden was still around, to be honest with you, because the virus has taken up so much time and stuff like that. And I've been seeing more Trump on TV, actually. He's president, so you're going to see him on TV anyway. So, yeah. you know, I yeah. really, I forgot all about the election. I mean, I kind of was concentrated a little bit on it prior to the virus. Uh, but... You know, prior to that, and you're right about Bernie too. Bernie thinks he can squeeze. Bernie will. I, I'm gonna just tell it to the people out there, these idiots that keep uh, talking to me about this. Uh, uh, Bernie will lose just as equally bad to Trump as Biden. I don't get this yep. thing about Bernie being a threat to. Uh, I, I, I'm a historian. I've had a degree in history, and I can tell you, I've looked at previous presidential elections, and I've seen 
socialist type liberals lose real bad. The Republicans would love Bernie. I'm not saying they wouldn't love Biden, but they would love Bernie because Bernie's a socialist. So I don't think he's, well, he's, he's a full blown communist at this point. I mean, like, remember the guy who honeymoon yeah. the USSR, not Russia with Putin today. No, in the in the seventies or early eighties, it was I think, where it was still the Soviet Union, like literally. Yeah. Mother Russia, the USSR, Communist Russia, he honeymooned there, and uh, he had spoken very kindly of the Castro brothers in Cuba, like he was friends with them. So, I mean, this guy definitely leans towards communism, socialism to an extreme, which is why I, I don't think he was ever going to be elected anyway, to be honest. I'm not, no. Uh, uh, no. You know, he's always one of these guys, he runs, and then he, like, Knows he's going to lose, so he drops out, makes some money out of the whole thing, sells his endorsement to the guy or, or woman, I guess, at this point, who might have been the candidate. He did it with Hillary in 2016. Uh, as soon as I, you know, became clear that the election there was rigged and he wasn't going to get the nomination, because that's what happened, uh, let's be honest. Hillary rigged that election for her to win it, for, for her to take oh, yeah. the nomination. Yeah, she had the, yeah, she had the donors. Yeah, she had the donors. Uh, he, yeah, she had the donors. Well, they're trying to say about Biden with him, too. But Biden yeah. beat him fair, though. I think with Biden, that was more fair than Hillary. Hillary did cheat. I give that. She cheated, especially in California. Because California, uh, she took that when he was supposed to get that. Now, in his case with Biden, because that's the same narrative that's being said, but now he, he defeated. Because I'm going to tell you why. He won, and this is to Michael Moore, because Michael Moore was kind of implying that. He won, he Bernie won Iowa, which I, I don't think Iowa should be the bearer for neither election, Republican or Democrat. I don't think that we should look to Iowa in the beginning, but that's just my opinion. But he won Iowa. Then he won, I think, Nevada and New Hampshire. So when Biden won South Carolina, that's where the game changed right there. And so that's where they would say he was cheating because he won South Because blacks came out and voted. So that became the issue, which is it's funny to me that blacks, people are focusing on African-American votes these days. But uh, that became a bigger issue once he won South Carolina, and then Biden started picking up all the states because Biden won states that Bernie won against Hillary. Because remember, uh, Bernie won Michigan, I believe. Bernie won Washington State. He was one of certain states. Uh, Biden obliterated him. So, you know, that narrative of cheating was just they couldn't use. These guys can't use. Now he's like to say he cheated with Hillary, but Biden beat him decisively. He beat them decisively because most of the Democrat liberals didn't want a socialist like myself. We didn't want those socialists running as on the ticket. Yeah, like I said, uh, at the end of the day, you know, the country might, you know, uh, Sanders is like a mistress, you know, where it's cool to, like, you know, fantasize and everyone's throwing a dip your toe into, like, whatever that's going on over there and slap it around a little bit and, you know, like, you know, have your way with her. Uh, and, you know, do your thing. But at the end of the day, you don't make that into the housewife. You know what I mean? And uh, at the end of the day, we all know that there's no way Sanders is going to get the nomination. And, he, you know, it's just this happens every, uh, you know, four years with Sanders. So, uh, you know, we all saw it coming. It's not like it was shocking. Uh, Now, will Joe uh, Biden be able to hold, you know, these – uh, same numbers going forward, you know, especially oh, with no. the fact oh, that no. uh, oh, no. he's he's looking bad, man. I mean, it, to the point where he might not bad. even end up being the one who runs against Trump. 
I mean, yeah. I still, I still think that they might completely, like you know, say he's cuckoo and just remove him from the entire process and bring in like some out of left field candidate and say, well, because of the uh, you know the virus and what's going on, we're not going to have the, the regular debates that we're going to continue having. And uh, we're gonna do like a, a broker election for the for the you know democratic That's uh, nomination. And just bring That's out like possible. somebody like Andrew Cuomo in New York, who's been getting a lot of publicity. Huh? Think about that. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, the governor in California. Uh, uh, you know. He... Maybe in the future, for Maybe in the future. I mean, he's uh, he's he's been backing Biden, but you never know. Uh, you know, he's uh, getting a lot of publicity. He's also, good. So. I give him that. He's looking good today. He's looking good for the day. So I give him that. He's uh, I've been I've known about him right through his history when he was mayor of San Francisco. But he's looking good. Yep. He's looking good today. But I'm not going to say he's presidential material leader at the same time. But he's looking good. You know, I just say that for about that for now with him. He's looking good. I mean, he's done a decent job, but California has been a mess when it comes to this whole virus thing. I mean, it's, uh, you yeah. know, and maybe not in your exact, uh, you know, neck of the woods, but up uh, further north is in, in San Francisco and all these areas have been hit really hard with uh, the COVID-19. So, uh, yeah, it's you know, hard, yeah, because they, cause they have too many, well, they, well, number one, I knew San Francisco was going to get hit because they have a lot of, you know, I can say it. I won't say that on your show, but I don't want to say that. I'm about to say something that I'm about to remember that I'm not talking. Anyway. I don't want to say that, but San Francisco got hit hard because I don't sound like Trump on that one. But San Francisco got hit hard for a reason. That's why they got hit hard in Sacramento too. I mean, they got hit hard. You know, it's like death. You know, it's everywhere. You know, uh, I think the states won't prepare for this because we we never had nothing like this before. So in this moderate time, not in our you know, they they had the last plague I think we had that was major in the early uh, 20th century. So, you know, this is a time period that we've never had nothing like this. I think people still, I think that we're not going to have a lot of stuff open, though. I do, I do think that. I think that probably, you, I, I would think it's not smart to open too many places up at this point. Like, I think movie theaters should be open right now and uh, places like that. I think they should be very careful of that stuff still because you don't want a massive, you know, implosion of that virus, but yeah, California in general, because it's a big state, especially Northern California, so it's very, it's long, so we got multiple cities out there, so you have different people that, you know, going back and forth, we have a lot of tourism and uh, foreigners that come through there, so, you know, um, that's, you know, bound to happen. Uh, yeah, like it's, it's a lot like Florida, it's in New York, yeah, it's a lot like, you know, down like here. Florida, and, like Florida, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're actually more like each other, California and Florida, than even New York, uh, because we get a lot of the same kind of population. Remember, a lot of the folks who go to New York know that you have to have a lot of money just to walk around, because New York is expensive everywhere, and California is expensive, Florida is expensive, but not as much. New York is really out there. Uh, and the weather, of course, is more similar here and there yeah. than up than up north. Um, but you know, it's crazy. Uh, you know, we're in the, in the middle of summer. It's, it's May and, uh, you know, we have no big movies in theaters. Theaters are closed down. I mean, it's just a sad statement right now when it comes to, to the entertainment business. I was talking to uh, a few friends of mine and they were like, man, 
if you think about it, if theaters stay shut and uh, you know this continues for an excess number of years, um, and we don't get another Star Wars movie, for example, for another decade or two because of this, the the last three Star Wars movies were like not great, to say the least. And I'm talking about from Solo to The Last Jedi to Rise of Skywalker. Because uh, I still like Force Awakens. That, that, you know, I still yeah, really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, my Force Awakens was pretty good. That was good. And Rogue, but, One, um, Rogue One was actually good. Too. Rogue One, excellent movie. But from Solo yeah. to like, you know, the Rise, you know, very controversial stuff. And we were saying, yeah, just just think about that. You know, the last three Star Wars movies that we might ever see in theaters at this point were not really good movies. So what do we have now? The only thing that we have to go on is The Mandalorian on TV, and we have a season wrapped on that, which uh, is going to air uh, pretty soon, and uh, all kinds of really cool infos coming out. Rosario Dawson is playing a Shakatano, and we have Boba Fett is going to be on the uh, a couple of the shows, I guess, as uh, they announced that uh, Tamara Morrison, who played Django Fett in the prequels, is going to be Boba Fett in this, and that's awesome because he, of course, Boba is a clone of Django Fett, so it makes perfect sense to bring him on board, and he's around that age where it kind of fits into the timeline. Uh, and I'm excited to like see how they explain how Boba was able to survive the Sarlacc pit. I mean, we know from canon in the, in the comics, but yeah. I wonder if they'll address that at all. What do you what do you think so cool. uh, the what do you think about the Mandalorian season two? It's shaping up to be really good from all the rumors. Um, I support it. I, I support it because uh, the stuff I've heard about they're gonna use more elements from the tr- previous trilogies. I heard they're gonna use Tetonium uh, yep. to be on there. The bubble fed stuff I I like already. Uh I heard a rumor the, uh, today actually that they're gonna use Sabin from um Rebels. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if they do that part. But the other stuff that's really confirmed is Ahsoka Tyler. That's pretty good because that's the first time we're just doing live action. Um, yeah. Fan, Rosario like, Dawson, dude. I mean, that's epic casting. That's Rosario Dawson. That's yeah. perfect. And it matches the age, too. The most people that yep. talk about the age, it matches the age because, remember, Ahsoka in the Clone Wars is still kind of regularly a kid. And so when you kind of skip from Clone Wars to Rebels, that's like what ten years, so it kind of goes with. And, and uh, Rosario is actually like a year older than me, like forty. So you know that kind of matches that she would be forty at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi. And she's an alien too, so you know you kind of can play around with the age. So it matches them. The Jango Fett matches too. I mean, not Jango, uh, Bubble Fett. Uh, that matches the age too from the uh, uh, the Phantom Menace and going forward. So all those ages sort of match. So I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's cool, you know, what they're doing and everything else. And Mandalorian is one of the best things that they made from the Disney, Iger, Star Wars uh, merger. So that's one of the best things that they have. So then maybe they need to make more stories like that. More stories need to come from that. You know, from, yeah. you know, side stories. Maybe in the universe, but not really focusing on Luke. That's what I think Rogue One struck gold because it was in the same universe but you know it tied into a lot of different things but yep. at the same time it didn't have to show like the jedis you know or anything else you kind of could play around with the mythology a little bit like star trek a little so it's perfect to me i don't i don't know really, i'm excited for it because i like the first season of Mandalorian anyway the mystery of the baby yoda character 
all that stuff there, I think, was planted perfectly. I think that kind of resurrected Star Wars. Plus, you know, the one scene that everybody always talks about when they talk about Rogue One is Vader coming out at the end and how it tied in perfect to A New Hope. Uh, with the with the, the aesthetic of the ship and the way everything looked, and Vader going full like you know mental on the uh, on the uh, on the uh, troops there and just like slaughtering them, which is something fans have been wanting to see Vader do for years. Really, just go nuts with the lightsaber. We're gonna get that on Mandalorian probably with a Shakatano because she is a Jedi. Plus, you know, one thing yeah. you left out that you also introduced on Rebels with her. Uh, time travel, so her age is really irrelevant. Oh, yeah. She could be from any time at this point because she knows how to do the whole time traveling thing through finding the vortexes and uh, you know the world within the world and all that stuff. So that's an easy way to even connect that. And uh, she could, you know, and, and this is something that I'm just you know speculating on. Baby Yoda might actually be Baby Yoda. That could be possible. And think about that. If say that she went back in time and found his home planet and brought him back somehow, now the only thing that that will kind of like mess up is you know his ghost comes out in you know the uh, sequel trilogy. So then, how could he be there and be a baby Yoda again? You know, you know that wouldn't match. I don't know. Cause I, I don't know. because you know what, Bob Iger and. Filoni uh, and a few others confirmed that T has no relation to you. This is a different character. So they right. say has another name. They're just different villains. We, you know, we don't know it right now. So I, it could be, but I don't know. I think it's a new character. I don't know. I think that I don't think it has no connection to Yoda outside of maybe he has the same powers and he's the same species, maybe. Because uh, Yoda's backstory is kind of his race is very mysterious. So they never, I, I mean, you, you know more about stars than I do on this, but this race was never yep. revealed. So Lucas never revealed a specific race to baby Yoda. I mean, not to baby Yoda, to Yoda in general. So don't know why, but he just never revealed it. The only thing that gets me, the only thing that gets me to connected is the fact that you know if you look at the timeline when this kid is fifty years old, it will fit perfectly to the prequels. And we of course yeah. had Yaddle and Yoda on the council, so who knows? Maybe they were getting the little green freak on. We don't know. It could be. Yeah, it could be. Because <laughs> you know what? We, we never see. This was fair to understand. When you look at the prequels, we didn't know all the little Jedis. We don't, see, maybe Yoda's race was known at that time. So a lot of people don't understand Star Wars. I mean, I know enough Star Wars to know this. When they had the prequels around that time, there was lots of Jedis still. It was thousands of Jedis and younglings at that time. So maybe Yoda could have been one of the younglings that was stolen at that time. He could have been stolen or whatever. So that's going to be interesting to see where Baby Yoda come from. So he could have been around that period, and he could have been just taken and passed through and all that stuff there. So they experimented on and everything else. So fans, they keep assuming. Something that you, I think you point out to me is that this show takes place way after the prequels. So these characters wouldn't have no knowledge, really, of some of the Jedis or different things like that. Galaxy is big, so you know some of that knowledge may not be there for what took place then. Yeah, yeah it was too yeah. far back. It would have been it would have been way far back. So they they probably wouldn't know, or you know, that's what makes this show kind of good because you get to see that in in this show. So that's a cool thing that they they, they don't believe that there was a Luke Skywalker or a Dark Vader and or an Emperor. They kind of think their mythology in that world. Right. So, 
A lot of people don't understand that. They don't, Luke is not a famous hero like Captain America in that world. They just know of maybe him, but it's not like Luke is like a major superhero. So, you know, he probably have a legendary name or something like that, but that's stuff they could cover in the show, though. Uh, so, Brandon, uh, anything uh, you want to add to that? Because I know you're, you're uh, probably over there signing for the last uh, 30 and uh, dying to get <laughs> in on something here. Or do we lose Brandon? Because he's been uh, having internet connection issues. Uh, or maybe he's muted. Yeah. I'm still here. Yeah, he probably muted oh, so. Yeah, there you go. Uh, any uh, thoughts on what we're talking about here? Or did you... Uh, yeah, lots. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, chime in. We've, we've been waiting for you to say something. Going back to the beginning, California, man. I, I hope everything's good with you. Um, you know, I, I think that... Um, our friend, my, I like to call my favorite sugar daddy, uh, Bernie Sanders. Um, I, I personally don't think he had a, a chance against Trump this time around. Um, I'm surprised he sold out as quick as he did. I, I wanted him to stand longer, believe it or not. But I still think ultimately Trump probably would have beat him. Uh, I'm not going to say by a landslide. I know they like to use that word now, but I, I think it would have been a close ball game, not a landslide. There's a damn cutout again. Um, well, we, we, we got you loud and clear. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I am a little concerned about what the long-term implications of this whole COVID-19. You guys are talking about the movie industry, the theater industry. This this could potentially set a lot of projects back. Obviously, you know, we could go years without a Star Wars movie. It could be years if they're doing another Avatar movie, if they do another Star Trek movie, whatever. You know, and that's that's kind of a concern to me. Obviously, the actors are not getting paid. They're out of work. Um, it could establish a new level of uh, upper class poverty, if that's a term. Um, some of these actors, we know some of them are good with their money. Some live gig to gig, you know, and um, it, I think COVID will cause a shift in middle class, lower class and upper class defining what they are. And, um, you know, I don't want to go too much into that right now, but I think that this is something that it's not we're going to see next year, but give it over the next five years. Um, and one thing, like you just mentioned, what's going to get cut is the movie production. That's that's already done. We're already seeing shows on hold right now that are current that were in production that are um, that that are, are not going to see any production right now due to social distancing and all this other crap. Um but I think that it'll recover. It's just going to take a long time. And Bernie, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where were you? That... Where were you 12 years ago when I was in college? That's when I needed you to pay my tuition. <laughs> well, he was he, he was running, uh, but losing every time. That's that's been his problem. By the way, we're gonna, speaking of Hollywood, and uh, we're going to have uh, you know my good buddy uh, Carlo Mendez, uh, straight out of California, also their Cali guy. He's going to be with us in about uh, 10, uh, maybe 12 minutes here, and. Uh, uh, you know, I wanted to see how he's been doing. You know, I like keeping up with all my friends out west, and uh, you know, he's uh, involved in you know projects that are on hold now because of this whole thing. And he's one of these actors who works, you know, project to project, and uh, he's trying to like still blow up in Hollywood, even though he's had some you know nice success. You know, and, and when you when it comes to that acting, you're only as good as your last project a lot of times. 
uh, unless you're like, you know, Brad Pitt or one of these A-list actors, you know, like, that, you know, anything they do is going to create a buzz, no matter what, uh, but, you know, it, it's kind of messed up, because we're living in a really, like, you know, weird situation where we don't know if, again, if anything is going to be opened up in the near future. They're talking about now, you know, handing out $2,000 checks uh, from here to when the uh, the, the virus ends. And uh, I'm looking at that, I'm like, okay, yeah, send, you know, 2000 a month, hey, go for it. Uh, free money. And that's what everybody's thinking about. But what we don't understand is, you know, that nothing in life is free. And a lot of this stuff is being done to condition us to vote blue because we're going to give you loot. Right? They're going to give us all this uh, free cash. And I think, you know, a lot of this stuff is being overblown uh, because of the election coming up. And since the uh, the left wants to win at all costs, guess who are the names that are coming out, like, saying, you know, pushing for, you know, more and more, uh, you know, shutdowns. Uh, the, the left, you know, the Democrats, Bernie Sanders, uh, Ocasio-Cortez, all these people are like, oh, no, we, we got to stay indoors. We got to stay, you know, locked up. We're going to give you more money, more money. But what we don't understand is with every one of these loans, the reason sometimes it's taking a little long to get, you know, the bills signed here and there. Remember, everything has to go and get signed by the president. And uh, it goes through Congress, you know, Senate. They go back and forth. They do the bill. Blop. He signs it. Next thing you know, we get you know what's coming. Uh, now, the reason that's taking long is because of the uh, initial few bills. They tried to get the entire Green New Deal in there, and it was going to be like six trillion dollars, which would completely destroy our economy, bankrupt the country, probably destroyed half of the world. Believe it or not, because remember, the U.S. dollar is the strongest currency on the, on the planet. So if you destroy the U.S. dollar, guess what happens to the rest of the planet? Shit. You know, it goes down the shitter. So, you know, that's uh, something that uh, he is trying to, you know, avoid. That's why we're, you know, having these, you know, we have, we, have, we have to reopen. And, you know, we have to reopen the economy because, you know, not only is this country depending on it, the entire world is depending on it. And that's a uh, back and forth, which I think they're politicizing the actual virus outbreak and you're making it out more than what it really is. Now, while people are dying, yeah, people die from the flu, heart attacks, cigarettes. Uh, you know, what are you going to ban, you know, everything in life? For you? you know, a lot more people die from, like, just driving in the streets than are going to die from this virus. And what are you going to ban cars? Well, that's what they're trying to do. Ironically enough, for the Green New Deal, they're trying to ban transportation. They've, I mean, they they grounded the whole country like pretty much for like a month and a half or two months. No air, no flights, you know, nothing. Think about that. If all that goes away permanently, that's what they want to do, and then restart the economy with all new technologies that are not even you know viable yet. You know, wind technology is nice, solar panels are nice, but on a worldwide scale. Think about that. We have to rely on what we know that works, and uh, and so far, fossil fuel is what works. I mean, that has been what we have been relying on for you know a very long time, from the moment the trains uh, started going on uh, the railroad into now. And uh, yeah, technology gets better and better and better, and we evolve into different you know sources. And you know, once we have a more viable source of power. Uh, then we'll be able to, you know, switch slowly and gradually. It'll just, like, 
overnight just switch. It just doesn't happen that way, and that's what some of the loonies on the left want, and uh, that's, you know, something to become a really big power play. So while it's fun to sit back and, you know, get some extra cash from the government and be like, yeah, two grand in the bank, think about that. They're hanging that, you know, extra cash, uh, you know, these uh, next few months in your face, right? For five or six months, what, what happens in five months? Election. How coincidental, right? And then what happens after that? Well, you ever saw Venezuela and how it looks now? Not very nice. That's uh, what might be coming. Uh, we're going to take a uh, break, uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Carlo Mendez. Uh, we're going to do a three-hour show tonight. I got Kaiser coming up uh, in the uh, next hour after Carlo. Uh, Cali guy, can you stick around for a little bit, or do we lose Cali guy? Yeah, I think, well, it looks like he's still on the call. Well, maybe we lost him, I don't know. Uh, but either way, we're going to go on a quick commercial break. We're going to be back in a few minutes with Carlo Mendez, and we're going to talk to him for about half an hour, and then uh, we have Kaiser coming up for Kaiser's segment, Kaiser's Castle, and uh, that's going to be after the midnight hour. And uh, later on, we're going to have a uh, good show with uh, Mitchell Nicholas Gerber, a replay of uh, one of his first uh, shows here on the network at uh, the 1 o'clock hour. And uh, he's taking the night off just for those listening. But we're going to replay uh, the Dr. Tutti episode, which was really enlightening. Uh, if you want to talk about situations in China, of all places. So, uh, folks, stick around. We'll be back in a few, like I said, with uh, Carlo uh, Mendez straight out the West Coast. And uh, we'll be uh, here live. So, uh don't go anywhere. This is PSN-Radio.com, Inside the Jackal's Head. All right, everybody, welcome back to Inside the Jackal's Head, live again on PSN-Radio.com, and, of course, the world-famous SoFlo Radio down here in Florida, and now we got a uh, not-California guy, we got Brandon, but we have another native from Florida who's out west in California now. The one and only, the legendary, and a very good friend of mine for decades, and I can tell you that honestly, Carlo Mendez. What's up, brother? How you been? What's up, my man? I'm good, I'm good. How you doing? You know, living la vida loco here in Florida with yeah. all the uh, coronavirus. <laughs> now, uh, are yeah. you, how are you doing out west? I tell the audience, because, you know, uh, you know we, we speak off the air a little bit, but uh, you're keeping safe. I know the, the west coast is dangerous. How are you doing out there? Yeah, you know, um, I, I live right in the middle of Hollywood. Uh, you know, people are really taking this uh, serious. Uh, I'm not panicking at all. You know, I'm just using common sense in the sense of like, you know, if I go anywhere, you know, just cover up, wash my hands and that's fine, you know, and, and that's it really. But people are really taking a serious out here. Um, but I've noticed in the past couple of days, people are starting to go out. They're getting, they're getting a little fed up with being locked up with nothing being open. But, um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's a situation that we're all in the same boat. You know, we just have to, you know, ride it out and things will be back to normal and things will be better. I believe because, uh, you know, we won't forget this and, you know, we will get through this together. And that's all we can do, man, is just, you know, make the best out of a situation like this. You know, it's crazy because we're living in a, in a time now where one day in the future people are going to look back and say, you know, we have to learn from history. And if not, we're going to repeat it. Let's look at that time period and how they handled it. So the way we react to yeah. these things and the way we handle the situation 
going forward to future generations, uh, it's it's going to be something that's going to be uh, you know written and talked about for many years because this is uh, the most serious pandemic that the country and the world has faced in a hundred years, and it's not just yeah. you know hitting us here in the U.S. This is globally. I mean, the whole world came to a stop. We've lost celebrities this past week. We've lost uh, you know Roy from uh, Siegfried and Roy died a few days ago. Yep. Um, Little, well, Little Richard was uh, wasn't really it was cancer, uh, but you know. Oh, you, you mean know, you mean to the virus? Got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah to the virus. You know, we lost actually uh, Roy from uh, Siegfried and Roy died from the virus. Yeah. And uh, you know, we, we've had uh, you know some legendary people die. Uh, Terrell, um, uh, I forget his name, but he's uh, the gentleman who discovered P Diddy, a producer, very famous. Um, Brandy, yeah, I heard you know, they died. Was it from the coronavirus? Yeah, it was corona-related also. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff like that that's oh. corona-related. And even in general, we just had a lot of death this year. And, you know, we as a nation and as a planet, you know, we're handling it in a very, you know, unique way, uh, which is going to, like, change society. I mean, I don't know how sports, entertainment and stuff is going to reopen and you know, go back to the normal that it was just a few months ago. Now you're in the in the movie and uh, you know industry, and that's taken a huge hit, especially for up and coming actors and actresses that are starting to break into the business and people that are in the middle of productions and stuff. Everything came to a, a halt. What were you working on recently that uh, that you might have you know come to complete like dead stop because of all this? Yeah, well, there's a couple of things I was working on. One of them was uh, one that I'm trying to get off the ground that I'm trying to produce myself called Ricky and Martin uh, Box mm. Hunters, where, um, you know, it's a comedy. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a raunchy comedy that I'm working on, and, you know, we've been shooting it ourselves because we want to pitch it out to Netflix and, you know, just shooting it with me and, and a couple of my friends and producers and stuff like that, and uh, we just had to put everything on hold, everything, the whole industry... Hollywood on hold until further notice. Now, there are some reports are saying that things will pick up now, open up for September in Hollywood. But, you know, it, uh, that can change. Uh, hopefully it does. You know, we just have to take precautions. But, you know, I had some great things that were coming up, some great auditions, and everything has just been put to hold for now. So it does suck. But like I said, you know, it is, it is a situation. It is what it is. We just have to look forward, make the best of it, and, you know, and, you know, be positive about this. Yeah, I mean, uh, have you at least taken the time to uh, come up with some uh, creative ideas for future uh, projects? Because, I mean, right now, everybody's got a little bit of extra time to just sit back and start writing or, or you know, anything uh, coming up to mind besides this uh, one, uh, Ricky, uh, what was it, Ricky, and what was the other name? Oh, R- Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin Bounty Hunters. So one, oh, okay. one, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the actors and characters is named Ricky, and the uh-huh. other is Martin. So, ah, we, uh, that's, yeah, we, we came up with the idea, me and my buddy, we came up with the idea of like, that's talking, good. you know, about bounty hunters and like there isn't a show or anything like that out there, like bounty hunters. So we wanted to make something like, you know, bounty hunters, but kind of like lethal weapon, uh, you know, uh, rush hour type that we're, you know, we're writing it and we already wrote the pilot. So we're just shooting a TV to, you know, pitch it out. But we came up with something catchy, you know, like, uh, you know, we're like, we, you know, have a full name of something and we came up with Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin himself, he's got nothing to do with it, but it's a famous right, name, right. famous. You know, so we're, we're like, you know what, let's just call it Ricky Martin Bounty Hunters. 
funny stuff. We got some good stuff. We just got to finish filming a few key more scenes, and then we're going to pitch it out to Netflix. Dude, that sounds like a winner. I mean, that that sounds the the, the connection of the name itself is going to bring a huge uh, audience and buzz to. It. I mean, that that sounds good. I like that. That's a good idea. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So. <laughs> and it, it, and you go for Netflix, and now you have really a lot of options. Not just Netflix. I mean, you have a lot of different branches and uh, streaming technologies. Which for actors, that's going to be a hell of a good outlet because now you have you know, of course, we've had Hulu, but. Disney Plus and all these other outlets that are going to start doing more original content, uh, which is going to be just great for you know actors everywhere. Um, I mean, this is something that could really go far. Look at the Karate Kid Cobra Kai spinoff on YouTube, how that blew up. Yeah, and it's doing well. And that's the thing. I mean, that, that's our first choice. We want to push it out to Netflix, but we'll use every other avenue. But there's just something about Netflix that I feel like Netflix really could... Uh, you know, really um, promote this and, and really would want to, you know, do this. Because uh, so far, I like all the originals, most of the originals of Netflix uh, choices that they've made. And I think this is just something that I just I, I just envision that Netflix yep. would love to have and pick up, you know. Oh, yeah, and after Stranger Things, uh, you know, after that show came out, everybody's like, yeah, Netflix is like the bomb when it comes to, like, original uh-huh. content. And it's true, man. Yeah. They do so much great, great original stuff. Uh, man, best of luck on that. That sounds like a great idea for a series, though. It really does. I mean, that, yeah. Not because you're my friend, but it just really sounds like a cool yeah. idea. And the, the title and everything, like the name of the characters, uh, it, it's just it sounds like funny, you know. But Lethal Weapon dish, uh, which I love the Lethal Weapon series, so that's a good connection yeah. too. So we wanted to do something. That, you know, I'll give you a quick rundown on it. So basically, I, I play Martin. Uh, I'm an actor, you know, in my 30s, and I still live at home. Uh, you know, and I'm trying to, you know, uh, make an acting. My dad's a cop, and my dad keeps telling me to, to you know, either become a cop or do something else because acting is not taking off. And then I, re- I meet Ricky, who's uh, this uh, rich playboy who got kicked out of his house because he doesn't want to get a job himself, and his family's rich, but they're tired of him leeching. So we end up crossing paths, and we uh, we bust some guy that was stealing, you know, and we get a reward for him. So then we kind of like team up in a, in a weird oddball kind of way where we, uh, you know, just start tracking down certain criminals, but we get into the wrong side of things. And like, we have a cartel that comes after us. So it's, it's really a lot of fun. It, it, there's a lot of great moments in it, comedic stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about this because I really do think this is going to take off. You know, it's good karma because, you know, before I even knew about this, I said something about I'm living the vida loco here in Florida, remember? Mm-hmm. And look at that. Mm-hmm. And talk about karma. <laughs> and I had yeah. no idea, folks. Well, so yeah. that, that, that votes uh, well for you. That votes really well for yeah. you. That's good. That's foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foreshadowing for sure. And I'm telling you, that's, that's going to be a hit. Uh, I can feel it in my bones. Brother, yeah. now, now they're opening like the beaches and all that stuff down in the west. Uh, and I know that you're you love you know going out to the beach and hanging out. Uh, are you going to start doing that? And uh, are you going to be careful with the whole social distancing? Well, you know what? Believe it or not, I actually am not much of a beach guy anymore. Ah, um, you know, coming it's out here, yeah, the beaches, yeah, because you know in Florida, Miami, the beaches are beautiful and you can go. But yeah. here in LA, they're beautiful, but you can't really go in the water and it gets yeah. really cold. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it gets so cold. Which oddly enough, I went today to the beach, uh, 
you know, my girlfriend's like, come on, let's go to the beach. I was like, all right, what the hell? And it was so cold <laughs> and so windy. We ended up leaving after like 45 minutes and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I'll go to the beach, but I won't go to the water or the sand. I'm just, you know, I'll go and drive by the beach or go have dinner or lunch or whatever. But now when everything opens up, um, you know, I, again, I'm not paranoid or anything like that. I, I just, you know, I'm using common sense. Uh, you know, if, if I have to wear a mask, I'll wear it or whatever. But I'm not really paranoid. I'm, I'm a healthy guy. I, you know, I, I have a great immune system. You know, I'm, I just got to be careful like everybody else, but I'm not really yep. worried or paranoid. You know, when things open up, you know, I'll just continue my day routine of, you know, you know, going to the gym, doing my errands, getting back on track of auditions and stuff like that, you know? You know, it's funny because I heard uh, some studios are going to start doing, like, probably mandatory testing before each day begins for all the actors and stuff, and that's an idea they're kicking around. Uh, we're, we're almost yep. at a point where we could do that. I mean, there's uh, enough testing to go around now, and they're creating more and more ways to, you know, get it quicker to the people. So uh, that's possible, and, and it'll at least get us uh, on a road back to normal because it is kind of, like, weird to see everything just stop, you know, from one day to the yeah. next. Yeah. Yeah, we've never we've never uh, uh, experienced this in this generation. We haven't, you know. Uh, with uh, I don't know. Obviously, most of us don't know what uh, happened in nineteen, what eighteen, with the Spanish flu. I don't think anybody was around that day <laughs> back then. No. But you know, uh, we just need to learn from this lesson. We need to learn that you know, when something like this happens, we need to communicate faster, better, and really you know, shut certain things down. And uh, yeah, and then just work together a little bit faster. You know. Yeah. A lot of this has been presented, I think, if yeah. you know, the government would have acted a little faster. That never would have been, not been lied to, you know, by other countries like than China. Yes. Yeah, if they would have exactly. been a lot more honest, you know, with the world, a lot of this might have been avoided. Uh, you know what's funny, though? Uh, I went to a fast food establishment uh, to uh, eat dinner uh, yesterday, and uh, it was uh, a, a local place, which I'm sure you're familiar with, a Taco Bell. And uh, yeah. shout outs to back in the day. <laughs> yeah, and, I used to work for Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was funny. Like, I went by the drive thru, of course, because you still can't really go in. You have to order by drive thru. And uh, everybody now has the gloves and the masks, and like, they're all yeah. like, you know, like, you know, hooded up. And I'm like, this is how it should have been always at Taco Bell. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't trust them when we didn't have the virus going on. Like, now I, I like, it's a lot cleaner, at least aesthetically in the way it looks. You know, like, I want them to yeah. permanently keep that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I'll say this. Like, uh, I, I know a lot of, at least I think a lot of health, uh, health precautions are going to be taken now after this. It is going to change, you know, certain things. So yep. we'll see if it changes for the better or worse, you know, hopefully for the better. But I think uh, there's going to be a lot of different changes now after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's uh, the family and everybody staying? Everybody staying good? Uh, I know that you're close to your, to your family, and uh, uh, I know you you know you're in different parts of the the country, and uh, everybody's uh, not, you know healthy and doing all right during the, uh, thank, the yeah, invisible thank enemy. God, you, yeah, thank God that like my mom, my dad, you know, my be you know my parents being a little older, everybody's good. You know, all my sisters, my siblings, like, there's no complaints on, on, on when it comes to family. Everybody's good and healthy and taking care of themselves, you know, which is very, very good. Did you do something special for Mother's Day? Because, you know, it's, uh, it's, it was Mom's Day uh, 
today, and some of us don't have our mothership, but, you know, luckily you still have yours. You uh, gave her a nice shout-out, uh, called her, did something special for her. Oh, wait a second, today's Mother's Day? Oh, shoot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, all, all the only thing is my mom lives in, uh, lives in Miami, so I yeah. was just, all I was able to do was call her. Um, really couldn't, you know, send her anything. You know, I did last year, I sent her a nice little package, but this year with everything going on, you know, I didn't want to take a chance and send her anything. I'll, I'll make it up to her later on. But, yeah, I just called her, FaceTimed with her. But basically, you know, I talk to her every single day. And it's funny because, uh, you know, me and my mom, we have very similar thoughts. Like, yeah, Mother, don't get me wrong, Mother's Day is nice. But I kind of, you know, like appreciate, you know, calling my mom and being there for my mom every day. You know, I, would, I don't just uh, do it just for Mother's Day. So it's not like, for us, it's not really that much of a big deal. At least the way yeah. I see it and the way she sees it. That's being a good son. Man. That's the way it should be. I mean, yeah. uh and, you know, especially when they get up there in age, I mean, trust me, take it for for me. Once, uh, you know, th- th- that day comes, uh, they're no longer here. That void yeah. never leaves you, brother. It never leaves you. So, yeah, I know. You know it's, it's a terrible thing. But uh, it's lovely that uh, you were able to call your mom and uh, at least uh, spend a little time on the phone with her. It's uh, it's always odd when you move out like to a different state and you don't get to see your folks for an extended period of time. And then you pick up a call and it's like nothing changed. Exactly. That is, you know? Yeah, that is the hard part, you know, of moving away, you know, and nothing I do have my dad here on the West Coast, but my mom's back in the East Coast. So it is it is tough, you know, because I have a great relationship with my mom and, you know, I talk to her almost every day. And then, you know, when I was out there, I would see her every day. But now it's been tough because I've been living here for quite a few years. So I only get to visit her once or twice a year. So it's been tough, but it's a move I had to make, you know, for myself, for my dreams and, you know, to push through in life. Yeah, yeah. You ever thought of doing any, uh, like, uh, you know, um, like podcasting and stuff uh, yourself in the, in, since, you know, you're shut in uh, to try to promote, uh, you know, the acting and uh, everything else that's going on? I'm sorry, wait, say that again one more time? Like, have you thought about doing, like, any, like, openly, like, podcasting, like, on YouTube or something like that, you know, to promote yourself and, and uh, just, uh, you know, your acting? A lot of actors are doing that. Yeah, I've never really thought about it, to be honest. Um, I Exactly, a lot of actors are doing it. Yeah, um, it's, it's something that I'm, I, I'm maybe open to in the future, you know, um, but I've never really thought about it, doing it for myself, just because, you know, I am busy with a lot of auditions, and, I, and I'm always going to act in class and stuff like that. So uh, I haven't really put much thought into it, uh, just, you know, focusing more on just, you know, what's, that head, uh, what's in front of me for the moment. So maybe in the future, that is definitely something I'll look into. Yeah, no, look, uh, Wolf Ferrell is doing the Ron Burgundy podcast. Oh, my God, yes. I haven't <laughs> seen it yet, but that looks hilarious or heard it yet. I want, Dude, I want to go back check that out. You got to check it out on iHeart uh, Radio. It is absolutely hysterical. I mean, uh, think about an hour or two of uh, nonstop Ron Burgundy on podcasts. Okay, I'm definitely going to check that out. I love Will <laughs> See, something like that would be great uh, to promote, you know, your, your upcoming projects. Uh, and, uh, it's uh, you know, I think you get the knack for it, dude. I honestly do. And, uh, you know, a lot of actors are jumping out on that bandwagon. And now with the uh, the whole virus, A, it's uh, another outlet. Uh, you know, you might definitely want to think about that. Uh, 
you know, project-wise, uh, is there going to be a lot of action on the uh, Ricky and Martin, uh, you know, series? Is it going to be heavy action-oriented, more comedic? What are we looking at with that? Uh, can you give us a little bit more yeah, of an insight? It's going to be like an action comedy. Um, you know, hopefully, like I say, you know, I, I know that Netflix is going to pick it up, but it's going to be a lot of action comedy. That's what we love. Uh, I'm going to be more of the comedic, I, um, you know, relief. And then my buddy's going to be more of the straight arrow because of the characters. But right. yeah, it's going to be a little bit of everything. I want, you know, I want action, comedy, just, just you know, a good overall, just like funny but raunchy. I do like raunchy comedy. So I just want an overall well-balanced uh, uh, show, you know. And I think, again, like I said, you know, I think this is something that Netflix would love to have on their roster. That's going to be and awesome. It's, you know, right. and, and it's with up-and-coming up actors. So, you know, yeah, so... It'll be fun. I think. I think uh, we we got a good shot of doing something really good with this. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the streaming technology is going to bring a whole new uh, door opened to a lot of actors and a lot of really cool media. It's really doing it. Uh, but that's the future, especially you know with you know the virus and stuff. And it's crazy because even theaters are feeling the crunch. I heard a report that AMC theaters might go out of business because this whole thing. And they're already, you know, having wow. issues and losses. So think about that. If AMC Theaters goes out, I mean, that's crazy. Ooh. Remember when that we were young crazy. here in Florida, the big theater that everybody went to was AMC Mall of the Americas. Remember that? Yeah, AMC Mall of the Americas. Yeah, we'll never yeah. That. yeah. They closed that that's down. Crazy. That's gone. Yeah. Oh, God, that's crazy. <laughs> But even though we have streaming, I'll tell you this: I don't. I love the movie going experience, and I really hope yep. it doesn't change. I hope it stays, you know, because it's fun. We, I know it's a little expensive and pricey, but it's fun. You're know, getting ready for the movies, watching a movie on a big screen, you know, buying the popcorn, coke, whatever. It's it's an experience, you know, that you know it's, it's been like that for many many years. You know, the the whole streaming has changed it a little bit. But I, yeah. I hope and I pray that it doesn't, you know, they still release movies in the theaters. You know, it opens jobs, of course, and it gets people to do something, go out, have some fun. You know, I know it's a little pricey, but I think it's well worth it, the whole experience, you know? So yeah, we'll no, see. I agree. Hopefully we'll see what happens. I agree. It, it's kind of like scary because remember at one point we had driving theaters, that went away. So I hope that that doesn't happen to, uh, you know, movie theaters. Blockbuster video, you know, that was the big thing just 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. That's gone. Uh, so, yeah, yeah we got we got to worry about these old things that we love, uh, like movie theaters and uh, going out and having interaction with people. Because at the end of the day, if you don't do that, then we're, if we're stuck indoors the whole time, guess what? They're going to really put us in a matrix. Yeah, exactly, you know, exactly. You know? And, uh, you know, it's... It, there, there's certain movies that it's okay to be released, you know, online. But you know, you got your big movies that you really want to watch, like they, you know, do another Star Wars or another Superman or, or just you know, good comedy. And then you know that that energy that you feel with sitting down with the audience and laughing and cheering or whatever, like you, that's priceless. Yes. You know, that's really priceless. And I and I love enjoying it. So I play. I I personally don't think it's gonna it's it's gonna go anywhere. I think it's gonna continue. It's just be a little tough right now with everything that's going on. Um, and it might be, it might take some time before it picks up again, of course, you know, because people are scared, but, um, I think, I think the movie theater business is going to be okay. My, 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 my hope. 
You know, it's so funny you say that. It's funny you say that because I saw recently, uh, and I don't watch a lot of uh, wrestling anymore, but we did a story on it earlier on the show, but uh, I saw an event that WWE put together not too long ago, and there was nobody in the audience, but they went ahead and did a live show with an empty arena. And it just does not compute. Like, it, it feels like like garbage. It feels like you're watching uh, people practicing. Not actually having a a live taping, uh, NFL, yep. MLB. They're talking about doing something similar. Where they're going to come back, uh, have games with nobody in the audience. That's going to be strange to watch like a football game with nobody in the audience. Uh, and the same thing with yeah. theaters. You know that movie going experience, having the audience, you know, there to laugh at the joke, uh, to you know uh, go over the. The serious side to see who's crying, who's taking the scene seriously. I mean, that's part of the whole experience that we've all been, you know, doing since we were, you know, babies, since we came out of the womb and started going to theaters. Yeah. That's always been part of the, the fun of, you know, seeing movies. That's what made me love movies, going to the theaters and see them theatrically. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, it was exciting. You know, something to do on a Friday night or Saturday or whatever, right. Sunday. You know, it, it's exciting. It's fun. I, I, you know, when the whole, this whole virus thing, is, you know, and it, it, life is going to go back to normal. You know, one thing is we, we I, I believe as a country, we forget. Uh, we forget things that happen, but we, you know, but we shouldn't let it. Um, uh, people easily forget things, right? So it's like we need, we need to know, that, remember that this happened, but not let it affect us. You know, if that makes any sense. Right. You know, life has to go back to normal. You have to get back out there. There has to be, you know, people going to, you know, watch baseball games and football games and stuff like that. Like, you you know, you can't let something like this ruin you. You really, really can't. The economy will, will go down and what's going to happen to us. So, you know, I believe everything will go back to normal. It'll take, it'll take some time. Things might not go back 100% normal until probably next year. You know, yeah. but, you know, uh, uh, things have to go back to normal. People have to live their lives. You know, life goes on. Life goes on. And that goes with anything and everything, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's just ironic and weird that it happened on the year twenty twenty. Like this, it's such a sinister like sound, of, you know, for conspiracy yeah. theories. Uh, and that, given that we have Trump in the White House, it's twenty twenty. They just talked about recently the Pentagon and UFOs, and like it's just such a, a weird year. Like that's pretty much the Pentagon saying, "Yeah, aliens are real. They're coming." Uh, when they yeah. disclosed, you know what I mean? So, like, that's another part of this. And you have 5G technology rolling out, uh, which is scaring the pants out of people. You know, we've done shows here talking about uh, China and, like, the torture and, and organ harvesting, which might be a part of this. You know, they, they're, of course, being blamed for the whole virus outbreak. Uh, it might have come out of a lab or a dead bat. Nobody knows. But we know one thing. It came out of China. And uh, it got here, yeah. uh, you know, so there's, you know, that whole situation. Uh, there's also talk, there, there's talk about maybe a third world war if uh, China, you know, doesn't comply with, like, what's going to happen to them as sanctions because of what's happened here uh, globally. And, uh, you know, the, of course, Democrats are using this, like I said earlier, to the kind of, like, go at this and, uh, and you know, get their agendas through with getting us a little bit of paper. And like kind of hanging it over our face, and here's the grand or two grand, well they're giving billions away to their, you know, their people and making all this extra cash for big corporations, which are already billionaires. 
So it's affecting the yep. small companies and stuff, and as and it's affecting the everyday folks, who you know. Are, and this has been you know already confirmed. More people are getting sick and dying by staying indoors than they would by going outdoors, and that makes perfect sense because a lot of these viruses, uh, when you you know when you're in groups of people, you create immunity to them. And if you yep. take that away, you know, you, you literally are creating an environment where people are going to be sheltered and you're never going to grow that immunity. So it's going to make it worse. So, you know, I don't know about you, but I think what the president is trying to do in reopening the economy in the next couple of months is a smart thing to do, even though are there going to be people that are going to die? Yeah, probably. But unfortunately, that that happens. You know, some people are going to get sick, but that's how you grow an immunity. And as a society... You know, we lose people to, to diseases all the time, you know, whether it's cancer or it's COVID-19 or it's, you know, heart attacks, strokes, cigarettes, LAPD, and, you know, Miami Day Police, whatever uh, kills you. Something's going to kill you. So, you know, we got to keep that in the mind frame also and not be scared and, and you know, intensified about every little thing that, you know, comes our way. Uh, look at me. I'm dealing with, uh, you know, an issue in my leg. I have lupus, and I'm still here kicking, and I go out, and I, you know, when I have to, and I, I, I don't wear gloves. I only wear a mask because yeah. they told me you got to wear a mask. Is that not? Yeah, they're that? making you. Yeah, they're making you wear a mask. But you know, the the thing is, you know, with the government and all these, you know, these uh, uh, professionals and specialists, they all have to be on the same page about what to do, what's going on. You know, um, that's the thing. Because every day when I turn on the news here and there. I'm always hearing different stories, different things. Like, you can't you can't move forward if you're not all on the same page. If you all yeah. just don't decide like what's the right thing to do, whether whether it's right or wrong, whatever, just decide one thing and go with it. But I'm I hear so many different stories. There's even people saying that the COVID is not even real. Like, yeah. Uh, like, how can you say that? Like, I mean, I don't know for sure, but something is going on. You know, something yeah. is affecting us. The whole economy shut down for whatever reason. So it's like when you hear too many things. You know, uh, and, and not everybody's on the same page. It's bad. It's bad. And I think that's the problem that happens in this country a lot, too, is, you know, people are not on the same page about the one issue, you know. So, it, it, uh, we, you know, we'll see what happens when all this is over. But it's like get on the same page, people. Get on the same page. Yeah, I think you're on the right path, though, with, you know, you just got to move forward and just be strong and, uh, and do what you got to do, man. And uh, I'm all for, like, you know, reopening the economy, getting things rolling again. Yeah. But you got to stay safe, man. You know, we love having you on here. And I know you got to run uh, in the next couple of minutes. But, uh, you yeah. know, uh, you know, I love the uh, project you got coming up. Uh, if anything I could do to help you know promote it, man, you know the doors are always open here inside the Jackal's Head and on PSN Radio, and we got your back 100%. So uh, you know the best of luck with that. Thank you for spending uh, you know half an hour here with us. And uh, anything you want to leave the audience with? Any parting words before we let you go for the evening? Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for having me on, uh, Angel. Uh, you know I've known you for years. You know uh, I'm, I'm glad you're you're alive, you're healthy, bro, and gonna get healthier. I, I pray for you as much as I can. And just for everybody else, you know, everybody that's going through this, you know, we're all in this together, you know, same boat, different storms. But, you know, just remain positive, be smart, use common sense. You go out, you know, wash your hands, come home, be safe. If you're feeling sick, stay home. You know, just do the best you can so that we can get all, all of us can get over this as quickly as possible and return to kicking ass in life. There you go. Uh, thank you for uh, for everything, man. Stay safe, and uh, I love you, my brother. Stay uh, stay well, and uh, and uh, we'll talk soon again. We'll have you back on soon, and hopefully uh, we'll talk about the uh, very successful project 
uh, go on Netflix next time we have you on. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Adrian. <laughs> man. I appreciate it, buddy. Stay safe, bro. Talk to you soon. Uh, you too, bro. All right, buddy. All right. Take Bye. care. And there you have it, folks. The world-famous uh, Carlo Mendez and uh, good friend. And uh, Brandon, you were very quiet there. I know you were enjoying the conversation. I was waiting for you to say something, but uh, you're okay? You're alive? You're well? Yeah, I'm, I'm alive. I, I didn't want to interrupt him at all. Um, you know, I, I agree with what he said at the end. I think, you know, I'm, I'm actually starting to wonder sometimes if the COVID is actually even real. Um, I know some people, you know, a lot of people have died from it, but there definitely is something going on that's shutting down our economy, shutting down our transportation, our manufacturing. Um, and I definitely agree with them. You know, in the meantime, regardless of what it is, people do need to stay safe. Use some common sense. Yep. You know, if you got to wear gloves, if you got to wear masks, if your ass is sick, stay home. OK, yeah, and I'm not endorsing people <laughs> being afraid. You know, I mean, Jack, let's, let's Jack, let's be honest. We live in Florida. OK, we yes. already know there's pollen in the air all year. There's dust mold all year. No matter where you go, you can't escape it. Something's yes. always going to make you sneeze. You're yep. going to sneeze at least once a day in your life. <laughs> at least unless you're a robot AI. Right. Uh, that's what <laughs> Don't freak out because someone needs to clear their throat or they sneeze. <laughs> well, I, it was funny. I heard it's funny you said it because there was a fast food place. I, I, was it a Taco Bell? I don't know what McDonald's, Burger King, one of these places, where one of the employees who wasn't sick didn't have the virus or anything. She sneezed, and she was in the drive-through. Okay, she sneezed into her elbow. Okay, like that's not into her hands. She did what everybody's saying now. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, until, like, you know, the the, the arm, right? And, uh, and they freaked out. They closed the entire store and they sent everybody home. I'm like, for a sneeze? Well, Get sneeze, out of here. I, I'm just like, I understand people need to be cautious, but I'm like, like we just said, who does not live here and does not sneeze at least once a day? It'll happen indoors while you're driving. You know, your nose is always picking up something. You know, always we live in this over dramatic culture that wants to get scared. Like I said, they're using the word, to me, it's an epidemic. They want to use the word pandemic. And yep. now, when someone wants to sneeze, cough, something happens, you know, you got a mosquito fly up your nose, some, some bullshit happens. Okay? <laughs> but, you know, things happen. We got love bugs out. <laughs> yeah, oh, crazy. mosquito blew up. A mosquito went up my nose. I need to be in intensive care for five days. I need some help. You know, Get over <laughs> it, people. It's it's a mosquito. You know, sometimes you, when you're asleep, guess what? Bugs crawl in your mouth. You don't even know it. It's pretty yeah. gross. <laughs> but most of you don't even know you've had cockroaches crawling in your mouth when you're sleeping. And they go into your stomach and they digest. And next thing you know, you're pooping out a little roach egg. You don't even know it. It happens, people. You know what's going to happen? Commercial break. We'll be right back with Kaiser and Kaiser's Corner. Stick around. This is Inside the Jackal's Head. Once again, live on PSN-Radio.com. We'll be right back. And what the FCC has said is that when the subject matter of the call ranges to the topic, then the call is transformed 
And it's it's yeah. a call that we're that's very indicated, uh, indicative uh, of to what's going on in this country right now. Everything's being flushed down the toilet. That's the uh, famous, uh, you know, audio I wanted to play from uh, the beginning of the show that I talked about, uh, where the Supreme Court uh, got together on a Skype call, you know, FaceTime, whatever, and in the middle of the, uh, the you know, them going back and forth, somebody let it be known that they were using the bathroom uh, part of the entire time, and they flushed right in the middle of the call. And uh, that really goes uh, in metaphorically with what's happening in this country, uh, where everything seems to be getting flushed down the toilet, supreme style. And uh, welcome back to Inside the Jackal's Head, everybody. Uh, with me now, after a great half an hour with uh, my good friend Carlo Mendez, is uh, joining me now the one, the only, the legendary Kaiser with Kaiser's Castle. Right here in, the, in his little corner inside the jackal's head. What's going on, brother? I haven't seen you in a while. We haven't talked in a minute. Yep, been busy. Been down in the uh, armory of the uh, castle. Down in the uh, it's past the cellar table. And Did you have been flushing? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't allow no flushing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I've been loading boxes into my main box and. Uh, the one that I have in the U.S. And so I've been busy, and I apologize to the folks that uh, not a lot. I mean, there's been some content, even on my channel. I think I've done one show in two weeks. So wow. I've just been yeah, you've really been gone. Busy. Yeah, my op tempo has been high. So uh, that's pretty much, on, on that personal aside, that's pretty much uh, what I have to say on that. Um what do you think of this audio with the flushing in the middle of the Supreme Court? Isn't that just, like, beautiful for what's going on right now with the uh, the way the country's shut down? Like, everything's just going down the toilet. Perfect well, timing. It's, <laughs> it's not just that. It's the flushing of the Constitution. You have yeah, seen with yeah. nobody speaking, nobody speaking out, the First Amendment, the right to assemble, the right to free speech, and that's being done corporately now by by Google and everyone with the COVID thing. If you bring it up, oh, my God, they're going to ban you, right? Or they're going to put their little COVID-19, go look at the World Health Organization thing or the CDC on your channel. So I walk around it by saying stuff other than I call it the silliness or the retardedness. Uh, Correct. The other yep. thing that I've noticed is uh, freedom of worship. You've had Jews arrested in, in uh, New York. You've yep. had Christians told they can't assemble in their own cars listening to their pastor on a low-level mic that he's nowhere near them, and, and, and that mic is fed through their AM radio dial. I mean, that is a serious infringement. Uh, when you have people saying you're on the beach with a loved one, uh-uh, uh, guess what? If she's got COVID and you got it, you got it. The mass thing's retarded. The hoarding has gotten ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And and then you have people from other counties coming to my county to go grocery shopping. And guess what? Everybody in our county knows who the idiots are because they're all wearing masks. Yep. We don't. We've had three cases. And in our cases, locally, they were all people that had relatives or somebody flee New York and come to their house to stay. 
And a lot of this is locally, too, by the way, not to get you off, but a lot of this is locally. I saw a uh, video reported today, and I saw the video clip. Uh, Ted Cruz went down to Texas to a local barber or, you know, barber salon, a barbershop salon, uh, and uh, he had a haircut done. And while you're like, okay, what's the big deal there? The reason it's a big deal is because locally, they, uh, the owner of the, sh- uh, the barbershop or salon when she decided to open up, because, you know, the restrictions are kind of like, you know, lo- being loosened a little bit. So she said, you know what, I need my business to run. I need to, like, feed my family. I have no income. Uh, you know, money hasn't gotten to her from the government, and she can't pay her bills. So she opened up, and uh, immediately the local government, local sheriffs, uh, lo- you know, local uh, police came in, not only made a shutdown, they arrested her. Okay, yeah, and then they let, they let it go, which is ridiculous. Now, it why it's a? It wasn't. It wasn't local sheriffs. It was local police. Right, and, local police. Uh, and and Ted Cruz was... went out and he had a haircut and defended the woman, and I, I applaud him for that, by the way, because you know, like the, at least it's showing unity between what you know we're standing for, which is reopening the economy and getting things back to semi-normal. No, it needs to go back to full normal. Here's the point that I'm saying. You brought up a good point. We'll touch on that here in a second. Yeah. I'm going down the list of violations. That's her Fourth Amendment. Okay? Correct. They, yep. they, they trounced her Fourth Amendment. And the reason she spent any time in jail is she wouldn't apologize to an arrogant judge. Correct. That's the problem. Yep. Now, here's the point. This is systemic. So now we've lost, and now they, they're talking about the Second Amendment. They're infringing. The lawsuits are going to fly once this is over. Okay. Oh yeah. You're, yep, you're going to yep. see lawsuits galore. But yep. And a lot of this can be co- solved by color of law. A lot of people don't understand. There's two color of laws in the uh, federal register in, in the uh, in the daggone um, shit. Why am I mind dumping it? It's a, a USC United States Code, and color of law can be civil or it can be criminal. Now, what they're doing under this color of law is criminal because you're directly violating the Constitution. A state can make a law, but it cannot go past the Constitution. Same with a city, a county, whatever. Once you start diverging from that, and even under this state of emergency, this is what a lot of people don't understand. This is my bailiwick. Uh, Once the president made that a federal state of emergency and he started easing the restrictions, all these governors that are keeping it ramped up, that's actually going, they're declaring their own state of emergency. That's never been held. So this is going to go to the Supreme Court. And like I said earlier, It's the flushing of the Constitution because you're seeing people's first, some places, second, third, and fourth amendment violated. So that's the first big three. And constitutionally, we are in a constitutional crisis, but not on a federal level. It's being done in certain states. And your thoughts, brother? I agree. Uh, actually, I want to get Brandon's thoughts on this because uh, he's been awfully quiet. I know he uh, has to run in a little while, but Brandon, what do you think of this whole thing? Uh, I, th- I definitely agree with what you're saying, Kaiser. I followed most of it. Um, 
you know, it, it bothers me. I think there's been there's going to be some lawsuits flying out the out the ass on this one for years to come. Um, you know, I think there's definitely been infringement on the First Amendment uh, as far as, you know, it's definitely the right to assemble. Not necessarily the freedom of speech. I, I don't really see a whole big deal with that. But the, the right to assemble out of the First Amendment has been compromised. Um, we, we're seeing, you know, like you said, the, the Jewish people, we've seen Christians. Um, you know, of course, you know, the animosity that I just don't understand towards Muslims, that seems to be continuing to no end. And it's it's really just gotten out of hand. I think the hoarding is is, is unnecessary. Continued hoarding is unnecessary. I think the um, I, I, I kind of disagree. I think the mask issue um, does have merit in some places, depending on where you are. If you're going into a heavy, heavily populated area like uh, the mall or something like that, you know, that's one thing, you know, where you got people coming in and out by the hordes. But is is this something that should stay? Absolutely not. I think I think it's just all gotten out of hand. I agree. Well, when you say the mass thing, here's my point. Uh, there's a lot of people that fail to realize when you have, let's say, uh, what we're doing now, a quarantine. You quarantine the affected and the people that could be affected, okay? So here's the problem. We now know more than we knew thanks to the Chinese throwing this. The Muslim thing, I don't understand where you're coming from because I've never heard of a mosque being uh, mass arrested because they had a funeral or something. So that's that that I have not heard. And well, there's I, been I, I know there was I can't remember what state it was not to cut you off because it's my fault. Um, there was a, a mosque or something in uh I think New York. I don't really follow anything that comes out of New York. I live in Florida, but <laughs> but they always project right. everything. Nobody does anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. when, when something happens in New York, they make it sound like it's a, more important than the rest of the country. But that's another deal for another day. But they said there was two buildings that were uh, set on fire recently. Uh, they they do suspect some foul play. Um, these were old buildings. It could have just been a you know a typical building fire you know those, those happen but uh but you go ahead go ahead yeah it could have been an electrical fire it could have been anything so let's wait until the arson results come in um yeah, that would be my suggestion on that because how many times has uh, a mosque or a, a temple or something been vandalized and we're talking in recent history and it's the rabbi or the imam of the mosque who did it to try to get sympathy from the community. That has happened. Yep. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets, no doubt that about gets, that. Yeah. That gets covered up. I mean, mm-hmm. so anyways, um, but I'm not going to disagree with you because I have not seen that. As soon as I see it, I, look, we're not going to argue over this, brother. Uh, my point, <laughs> my, my point <laughs> is that uh, that's an infringement of the First Amendment with uh, – it doesn't matter who it happens to. It doesn't matter what religion you're in. If they, you know, if that's happening, yeah. 
it shouldn't happen in this country because yeah, you know, no. this was founded by a Christian, uh, you know, backing many, many, you know, years ago, hundreds of years ago. I understand that, you know, that's the the nation was built, but we're also a nation of free uh, people that are, you know, we have that in our constitution. We have the freedom of religion, freedom of expression, and freedom to, uh, you know, join and worship however we want. Uh, so it doesn't matter what religion. Yeah, assemble, associate, but to worship whatever you want. In other words, you're free to be Muslim, Christian, Jewish, Jehovah's Witness. It doesn't matter what your religion is. Uh, it's your freedom. That's why you know a lot of folks from all these countries want to come here because they get something that they can do here that they can't do maybe in their country. It's you know worship or, or practice a religion that is forbidden in their country. Look at what China's going through with the uh, full-on gong, and they're not even a religion. They're not even a cult, and they're being labeled a cult, and they're being slaughtered for organ harvesting. Like, you know, that's ridiculous. And that's been going on for years. And, you know, they've you know had issues with different people that are not practicing certain religions. In You know, the Middle East is known for that also. So, I mean, that's what makes this country so great is the fact that we have that in our Constitution. And that clip of playing the, uh, the flushing of the toilet is exactly what's happening. The whole Constitution is going down the toilet. It's ridiculous, yeah. but it's it's happening right before our eyes, guys. It's it, it's really weird times we're living in because of that. Well, it's 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 not so much now hoarding; it's more panic buying because the media. Yeah, that too. Is yeah, propagandizing. There's a good book written by. Uh, um, I'm mind dumping his name now. He's a buddy of mine. He's dead. He died a few years back. Uh, well, he was a buddy of yours. Then. <laughs> anyways, so, uh, it matters yeah. not. It's called The Ten Commandments of Propaganda. It's a okay. book I suggest everybody buy, okay? Everybody on this call or everybody listening, buy this book. My point is, the First Amendment, I was very clear. It's not being done by the government, which is a constitutional violation, but it is being eroded through the corporatocracy and the corporatocracy is Google Facebook. If you throw something up that says something counter to what other people say instantly, it'll either have the COVID tag or blacked out. And I've had that done several times on Facebook where they black it out and you have to choose to go into it. And it says, this is not factual according to the WHO and the CDC. Look, there was a doctor that came out, a female doctor, she used like a paint, but it was a one you could remove. And she showed people wearing the gloves in a grocery store. It's the same thing. You can grab your, your fruits and veggies with the bag, just turn it inside out, use it as a glove, pick it up. But instead, these morons, I've seen them, they go and touch everything. And then also she shows that the mask causes you to touch your face more. And with this paint... She also gets on her cell phone, and her cell phone's all marked up, and she touches it to her face to talk. This is the thing people aren't understanding. This thing will, this virus will live on things for a certain amount of time. The retardedness comes in with going outside. We now know within 30 seconds of UV, direct UV hit from yep. the sun, it's gone. Yep. We now know this. Uh, so the beaches, there's no reason they shouldn't be open. Uh, if people are infected or can be affected by it, then they need to 
wear a mask. And it's only to protect others. But if you're not affected, and the testing, they're, they're trying to mandate testing in Washington State right now. This should alarm everybody. And if you don't have a clear test, they are now isolating people. Now, oh, not, not only that, check this out. I, not to cut you off, and I'll let you continue that thought, but I really wanted to get this right in there. Not only are they isolating people, did you hear about this? Uh, they came out of San Francisco. The health department out there is confirming uh, that they're providing alcohol, weed, nicotine, and other substance to the homeless, and uh, that they're housing in hotels during the coronavirus quarantine to keep them indoors. And now there's a couple of companies that are literally delivering weed and other uh, drugs uh, to people that weren't being delivered before. And that's a whole new uh, you know, way of keeping people in, indoors. Uh, that's scary in itself. Now, like, not only are they saying, okay, smoke your weed, but do it indoors and just stay indoors, locked in. Jack, why can't we uh, contact DeSantis and, you know, I want my bottle of Gentleman Jack. You know... I'm just, I'm not being funny. I mean, I, I, I want my bottle. <laughs> you, so you want that bill to come over here from San France? Yes. yes. Hey, hey, notice everything that the states can collect taxes <laughs> on, they're letting be sold. They're essential. Yeah. Uh, look, look, here, here's the thing. That That's moronic in another way. What's yes. the common thing you do with a joint? You pass it around. So if somebody's got COVID and he's in your little homeless hit circle and they live like rats anyways, come close. And now you're putting them in hotels. We yep. also know from China that this virus lives in the air conditioning, i.e. heater, heating and cooling systems through right. the piping, through yep. the through, through the actual airflow system. Um, so, and that's why cruise ships were a fucking melting pot on this, bruh. Now, Correct. the other yeah, thing is yeah. with New York. New York's having the same thing, too, because they have combined heating and cooling systems. Uh -huh. You want why it spread like this? Because it's our fucking China. It's our Wuhan. And, yep. and then idiot governor, and he's the one who did it, signed an order saying if somebody has COVID, they cannot be denied entry into an old folks home. And who is this killing? They say there's 1,700 of the people who are yep. dead came from old folks' home who contracted it Yeah, at the old folks' home. So, you know, all this, all this muff fake, we sent the Hope up there. We sent um, a Navy vessel that may be having to be used during wartime. We, right. we built a 1,000-bed hospital in one of their arenas. And neither of them got staffed more than, a, or got more than a hundred patients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. They're they're empty now. I mean, I've seen reports yes. where, I mean, and to be, you know, not, it, don't, I don't want to sound like I'm not sympathetic to people that are actually sick, uh, but it does come off like Andrew Cuomo and these people up there are completely using this uh, as an agenda more than an actual emergency, and they're like. And I've said it from the beginning, Kaiser, and you know this, a lot of this, yeah, there may be a, an actual outbreak, but this is, it seems like there's another agenda behind this where they're using this for political warfare. And that's really what I think is happening here more than anything else. This is a, a political thing, and they're overpopulating uh, the, the amount of death 
uh, per capita uh, and using smaller countries as like, well, you know, like, look how many deaths are in the U.S. compared to Switzerland or compared to like, a, a tiny country other. Well, no shit, Sherlock. We have more people here. Of course, we're going to have more deaths. We have more testing here than any part of the other world. Of course, we're going to have more results and more people getting sick. That's just part of what, you know, what happens when you're in a bigger melting pot compared to other parts of the world where, like, we're talking about little, small countries. People don't like, don't like to compare oranges to oranges. They always want to do melons to, like, you know, walnuts. And it just doesn't work that way. Exactly. Brandon, throw in your two cents, because I want to, I want to riff off you guys because you guys are coming up with some good points and and i have an example of somebody whose lovely wife it breaks my heart um has contracted it through the hospital and anyways so run on run on uh brandon and that's bad um i hope they get better too um i i it's it's definitely a bad situation um because i i'm definitely feeding off you right now you know, if we live in Florida, too, it's like if you go outside for a few seconds, you're good. I've heard that you're good. <laughs> and I think that the I'm, I'm kind of questioning uh, what San Francisco, but what both Washington are doing right now. I did. I heard more about the Washington situation than the San Francisco that, that you guys just brought up. But to test everybody, I think is it's it's a really bad mistake. And then you're going to quarantine people that honestly if they did that here you might as well just put an axe to florida just just let it drift away from america at that point let you that know what on island. you know what i agree with you wholeheartedly uh somebody wrote uh texas private eye can anyone confirm the story of certain states forming task forces to quarantine covid survivors i can't i've heard rumors of this but that was the washington state article and who knows how much the media is hyping this shit and i mean that um yeah i don't trust yeah. the, i don't trust the media at all at this point they have mm. been proven wrong or the who or cdc because both of them don't wear mask wear mask don't wear mask wear mask yeah. they <laughs> 20 times uh same thing with the glove thing and the glove thing when you have a nurse telling you don't wear gloves. It gives you a false sense of security. You're still going to touch your face. You're going to touch your phone. And I've seen that demonstrated, in a, and it is anecdotal, anecdotal, at a grocery store, at Kroger. And I've seen the mass tugging and shit. But it, like I said, those are people from outside of our county. This is, okay, uh, Texas Private Eye said he heard it on Rush Limbaugh last, last week. So, sorry, brother, I haven't heard that. Um I'll have to go back and try to listen to some past shows. Uh, My point is, here's the deeper subject on that. Uh, That would be extra constitutional. And that is a mile too far. That is where it would become criminal to do that. That would be where uh, 18 USC, I believe it's 242, needs to be enacted. And that is color of law, criminal penalties. And what people don't realize, if it's that big a breach, it does. And we're talking any public official. It's not just police. Any public official that does 18 USC 242 acting under color of law and abuses their power can be punished 
up to, depending on, and kidnapping is one of the charges. If I'm a cop and I arrest you and it's an illegal arrest, I would have kidnapped you. And kidnapping holds the death penalty. Mm. So it is up to and including that. So wow. far, this is no joke. And you know, I was a federal cop, so I, I kind of yeah. know that shit. And, uh, you know, you get threatened with it enough over stupid crap. You know, you get to know it, but I never had to deal with it. It was other people. Anyways, the point is, I guess the sword point on this one, the takeaway is this, I believe, is real. I also believe it's heavily weaponized politically. Yep. And um, it breaks my heart because this, honestly, I keep getting pissed off every time I hear people say the new normal, new normal. No, there's normal. We're Americans. Yeah. We've dealt with this numerous times in our, and dude, we fought the civil war when there was a fucking plague um, <laughs> in, in, yeah. in, in, and it was smallpox. Yeah. And we, and we fought a civil war during that time. And, these people act like this is brand new. Well, what, what's the old adage? Hard men, hard times produce hard men. Hard yep. men give the advantage to make soft times, which create soft men. And then once hard times come, hard men will come again. I said this earlier to somebody else when we were talking. I was saying, look, here's the problem with, like, Russia. Okay? This is a fact. Russia, when it fell, Vladimir Putin made this statement, and this is when Yeltsin was in charge. The last train leaving, there, is, there was a train that went from Tehran all the way into uh, Rodina, into Russia, the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. At that time, that train we set up, it was the military uh, train system, okay, right. train network. And Lynn Lease didn't just go to England. It went to Russia. We gave them equipment, tanks and, and aircraft through this rail line. Now, the last train coming back to Tehran was pulling up the railroad tracks because they were taking the copper out of their refrigerators. They were doing this, that, and the other, anything that could be recycled and shipping it to the U.S. and other Western countries to be recycled. This is not a bullshit story. And the last train picked up every rail track. It had empty cars with it. And they picked up the rail tracks as they went down the rail to sell to us. And Vladimir Putin made this, made this exact thing when he said this. He said America was like a John who was abusive to prostitutes. And he said once he was done with them, once America was done with them, we kicked her out of the car and to add insult to injury, pushed her face into a mud puddle. And guess what? We're seeing that happen now with this, in my opinion. But, you know, I'm only expert in one thing. I'm the foremost expert on my opinion. <laughs> Aren't we all? That's, uh, you know, we all have an yep. opinion. And I, I, I tend to agree with just about everything you said there. Uh, this is definitely a political war game that's going on, and it's a mental war game. And it's funny how easy, and this proves it, by the way, Kaiser, 
man in 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 you know man in, as an individual is very bright and we're you know very able to express ourselves but as a collective we're sheep and look how easily it you know from one day to the next uh we all started you know wearing the mask getting all germaphobe uh you know like completely freaking out because we were told there's an outbreak without really like you know even one death yet in the u.s everybody was starting to panic already back in january and february and uh you know again the only people that were trying to like warn us were being called racist and xenophobe at the time uh while others were hoarding ice cream but that's a different story uh, but the funny thing is, you know, look at the way society has turned to now. And one thing we don't realize, and you kind of nailed it in the head when you were speaking there a, little bit, a couple of minutes ago, um, you know, people don't understand that, yeah, you could wear a mask, fine. You can wear gloves, yay, uh, good for you. But here's the problem. Uh, say you go grocery shopping, right? You buy a bunch of groceries, you take it home, put it in the fridge. Did you wash those boxes of groceries? Did you wash... The food that came with you? Are you people doing that? Probably not. This virus could, you know, be spread that way. Also, where somebody touched the food, you might have your gloves and mask on. You take the food with you, still there. You take it home. You put it down. You take your gloves off. You start touching it to prepare some. Next thing you know, you're sick anyway. So we got to stop being so sissified about going outside and just letting nature take its course. And uh, believe me, it's going to be, you know, painful to see people, you know, pass away. Like, you know, Roy from Sick Freedom, Roy, who died of this, of this thing, apparently. Uh, you know, things like that are going to happen. We're going to lose celebrities, we're going to lose regular people, we're going to lose loved ones. But that's how our society grows in immunity to these things. And we've always been told that as little kids, I was, you know, we've been told, and I definitely was told this, go to the beach, go to the sun, Go to the ocean, go back to nature, go back to the earth, and Mother Earth will take care of you. And it's sure enough, every one of these conditions, every one of these viruses are killed again by the sun. The sun is our giver of life and taketh away. And uh, we're not going to die as a species because of this little bug. If anything's going to kill us, it's going to be the sun when it goes supernova in, in 10 billion years, whenever that happens. But for now... It's what gives us life. It's what's going to sustain us. And we've just got to keep that in mind. The longer we stay indoors, the worse it is for everybody's health because we cannot grow that immunity. We cannot shake something that we have to, you know, come together to be able to, to learn how to destroy within our bodies because this is something that if we leave it bottled up, it's a Trojan horse. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And then we're going to be living in a country where we're all like, you know, locked in, quarantined forever. And folks, if that's what's awaiting, what's next? The real matrix when we're all just part of a simulation, if we're not already. And uh, we're like just uh, plugged in somewhere if we're not already because, you know, the Internet. But uh, literally like batteries for uh, for an AI machine, is that what we're going to face in the future? Well, it's very possible if we continue to stay locked in like, you know, sheep. And that's the well, scariest part, guys. Well, I agree with you on almost everything you said. I just want to add something. Go ahead. Uh, two things I'll add. First off, people staying indoors and, you know, spousal abuse, domestic abuse, 
That is on the increase, folks. This is no joke, okay? Uh, you are, how, yeah. many, how many deaths are coming from that? Who knows? And I don't want to... I'm not trying to go there with you right now. No, no, no. We had a report about a W. Hold on, real quick. We had a report about a former WWE wrestler, four-time world champion, Alberto Del Rios, who got arrested yesterday for beating up his girlfriend, uh, possible girlfriend, and uh, endangering her child. Uh, that's going to happen. You're absolutely right. The, that stuff's going to happen. The, the bigger thing is suicides are up, way up. Yeah, they're yeah. talking tenfold at the suicide hotlines, which always brushes maybe five percent of the people who commit suicide. They call right. that number. Now, here's the other thing. Uh, I made a joke, you know, when this first started, and I, I still mean it, but it was a joke, and it still is a joke. I was like, I'm going to Kroger licking fucking uh, uh, handles of bass carts, you know, buggies, <laughs> I think you guys call it down south. Um, you know, the grocery carts. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really doing that, but I was, I was, I was elucidating something with ridiculousness to show, you know, this is the way, how, how often, look, it's going to come back. The thing about the food you mentioned, I have to double down on. You remember, how do you keep a live virus stored in cold? Correct. So let's say we get some food from China and look at how much of your food, people don't read labels anymore. You can say I'm xenophobic or what the fuck ever, but Honestly, they had masks that were produced in China. I took a picture of it and put it on my Facebook. You probably saw it. Yeah. Uh, the, a lot of the meat that comes to McDonald's comes from China, Kaiser. I don't know if you knew that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Which but, that's scary but, in itself, considering how many people they kill. Well, yeah, but here's the point. <laughs> that's the special sauce of McDonald's. It's human meat. It, yes. comes, from, it comes from the Ooh. box. The employees have rubber gloves on when they pull the box out. Now they're handling meat with those same rubber gloves because that meat's still cold. And they think, well, no, they're spreading the virus. If that employee in China had the COVID and was coughing and is banging them out, those boxes in the freezers, that shit's living forever until it gets to the end user. And maybe cooking it will get it out. Who knows? You know, we haven't even tested that. We haven't looked at it in that manner. Is it right. going into our food system? But regardless, that same guy is now touching his face. That Kroger or uh, Kroger or um, McDonald's employee has touched his face with those gloves on, more than likely. He goes right. home, kisses his girlfriend. She gets it because she hits her, his beard. Yep. And then all of a sudden, he gets it from kissing her. And and we start this whole cycle over when the winter time comes. It's yeah. gonna happen. Yep. It's fucking gonna happen, folks. Uh, Brandon, give us your two cents, brother. <laughs> hey, I'll give it to you right now. Um, it, it, it is scary, you know. A lot of these retailers, like Jackal just mentioned, is a lot of stuff comes from China. I think uh-huh. the. Uh, I think we got to put a stop to that. I'm tired of the media hype surrounding all of this. Um, and Kaiser, I agree with you 200%. You know, I have no reason to trust the media, not just COVID-19. I've never trusted the media in my whole life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've had no reason to, you know, and that's not going to change. You know, I think uh, this, there's a lot of propaganda behind it. There's a lot of hype. And I definitely don't see what you're saying is xenophobic. I heard you mention that. I don't see that at all. I think that 
um, a lot of the products, a lot of our commodities come from China. People don't read the labels. And, and let's let's talk about food for a second. You look at a bottle of, I'm just saying, apple juice okay, uh-huh. or cranberry juice. We, we yep. like that shit. Sweet, it tastes good, whatever. Mm-mm. Okay? Love so it. You look yep. at the label. Um, it says made from China, Venezuela, yeah. Turkey, yeah. Canada, Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Why we got to go through all this to assemble a bottle of apple juice? We're, we're assembling this from materials that we don't know how it was made, from countries we know don't like us. I mean, we're constantly dumping money into this. And we're giving them money left and right like it's, you know, yesterday's uh, toilet paper. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, that's one of the reasons I, I voted for Trump, because he, he openly said, look at the money we're just handing out to countries that do nothing for us, organizations like uh, the UN that do nothing for us. Remember when uh, this pandemic broke out, the UN was shaking hands with China saying, there's nothing to worry about. What? There's no outbreak. You guys are re- be ridiculous. Now, Jack, now here I just want to cut you off, but not to burst the Trump bubble. Um, I actually do own several. Uh, I do wear ties sometimes to work. Not all the time. But <laughs> a lot of my ties are Donald Trump brand ties. They have his name on them. I will say he does make nice ties. But yes. <laughs> if maybe he doesn't remember or is uh, obscuring the fact. But I'll send you a picture of it. His ties are assembled from silk materials that are manufactured in the Dominican Republic, and they're assembled yep. in Mexico. You can't yeah. get the store. Hey, hey, look, it's even yep. with immigration. But it's not China. It's, it's <laughs> even. It's, wait. It's even with immigration and customs and CBP. All yeah. the uniforms were manufactured. But this started, you have to remember, this started under Obama and Bush. Back when we had NAFTA, okay, this right. is for real, yep. okay. Yeah. So, yeah. but here's the here's the greater point. He inherited that. I don't know if it's changed. I haven't worked for him since, you know, they, they've been in office. My point, greater point is, is that when you go shopping, we have what's called Ohio Pride or Ohio Grown or whatever the hell they call it. We look for local first, Ohio. Okay. It usually costs a little more, but we also go to the little market. They do still allow the market here, thank God, and we buy our beef by the quarter. Uh, And, of course, if I get a deer or whatever, you know, I add that into our freezer. The point is, with this whole thing, man, start buying local. We look, when we go to the grocery, if we're going to buy fish, Made in Vietnam, made in uh, Indonesia, you know, grown, farm grown. That's a big mm-hmm. alarm. And it's yep. usually in, in Asia or China. If you heard how shrimp were uh, fed in China, I'm not going to tell you. Butt, Look it up, folks. It would make your stomach turn. Your butt, uh, just how they grow them. They basically grow them in human sewers. Butt muscle. Uh, that's just what they do. That's how they feed them. Um the point is, try to shop local. There's some things you can't buy that's local. I get that. Dude, even with a lot of the gear I use, it's not made in the U.S., and I try to keep it U.S. as much as I can. But now you're starting to see smaller, and this is the thing that really is killing us. It happened after Obama came in, too, because Bush really 
pushed for more American-made shit. A lot of people didn't know this. But you started seeing more, at least in my realm, I started seeing more Made in America stuff instead of Made in Vietnam, Made in Thailand, Made wherever, right? Yeah. And, And so I started seeing more. These small companies. Obama came in, almost killed a lot of small companies. Now... You've seen all these American companies do the tactical gear now. There's a whole lot of options made in America. I don't have to buy a foreign source unless I have to buy something from Europe that's very specific. Um, so that option is there now. But this this scam, I, I call it a scam, even though it's a real thing. This scam, this shutdown is a scam in my opinion. Because they knew they couldn't win with a roaring economy. And now we have more than the last Great Depression in joblessness. And it's because of the mom and pop shops getting shut down over this bullshit. So honestly, folks, when you go on Amazon, when you're buying something at the grocery, look for something local. If it's not local, buy at least American if you can. You know, I'm not saying you can perfectly do it, but yeah, the media, as as Texas Private Eye just said, the dishonesty in the media is not a new thing. It's been here since the birth of the media at the birth of our great nation, and it's true. People forget that Jefferson and um, um, oh, what is it Adams War, where they're calling mm. each other hermaphrodites and all this shit. Probably I mean, was true. Yeah, well, it is what it is, but. Uh, I think Jefferson was called a, a a mulatto by Adams, but the mm-hmm. point is, but the point is, man, we can support it. Just like Ted Cruz, he went and got a haircut from that woman. Good on yep. him. I can't wait to get a haircut from my barber. And yeah, honestly, I have no hair, and I can't wait to go back to a barber. Hell yeah, let <laughs> let him run the razor over your head for no reason. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. I let the beard grow for a while. There you go. Guys, I definitely agree. Buy, buy, buy more American. Uh, my yes. My thing is my my line of reasoning stops with cars. I will never buy another American car. I'm sorry, world. I'm not going to do it. But I, everything else is to buy American. <laughs> Um, I own, I own a German vehicle myself, uh, Volkswagen. So I can't really uh, yeah. uh, talk too much about that. <laughs> I did buy I did buy my father a Ford, which has been phenomenal, by the way. A uh, great uh, Ford Fusion. Actually, it's a really really good car. So I will say they've come a long way from being found on the road dead. They're no longer that. Uh, they're actually not found on the road dead anymore. They've upgraded uh, to a pretty damn good car. Uh, my dad loves it, so that was a gift I gave him uh, a couple birthdays ago, or actually a year ago for his birthday, and uh, th- that's the most expensive gift I've ever given my dad, and his eyes was like the size of the moon when he saw that car, and it's a beautiful car. Uh, so, you know, I- I'm with you uh, somewhat there, uh, Brandon, because uh, uh, most American cars are still kind of, but I'll tell you, I, I really uh, do uh, dig the uh, Ford Fusion and the Chevy. Uh, that makes really good cars. I can't, you know, poop on my own industry, but I do drive a uh, German car because, yay, Germany. <laughs> Look, yeah, I, 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 no problem. I'll let you jump in real quick. Look, just my personal experience. Um, 
I owned a Volkswagen Golf GTI back when there was still a Cold War. Okay. Nice. Well, they were kind of cool. <laughs> well, the engine in it was a uh, Porsche. What was yeah. the cheap one? 944. The cheap yeah. engine. Yeah. Yep. Or 911. I can't remember which one. One of them. Yeah, I, think was, I think it was 944. I think it was one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and it was in the Volkswagen because Porsche Volkswagen they're both in Wolfsburg, and they yes. actually made a sport model for Germany. Yep. Anyway, so I I got that. I brought it over here. I sold it, and I got an Escort. I've had nothing but good things with Escorts. Now I had three cars at one time. Um, this is recent. I had a '97. I I would never buy a new car. I, last new car I got was my dream car. And that was in uh, 2002 when I got back from Afghanistan, which was actually 2000. Yeah, at the end of 2002. Um, so it was a, a Nissan um, Xterra. Now, I still have that vehicle, by the way. My Ford station wagon was good great. Car, the only, Nissan Xterra is a good course. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, the only thing with the Escort, was the pylons in the back had broken and there was a, a a little bit of rust in the gasoline fill area right so you couldn't fill it up all the way so that's i gave i sold that car to a guy for a hundred bucks and he fixed both those things and that car still passes my house every day it had two hundred and sixty seven thousand yep. miles on it when i sold it to him I, I had, believe it. I had a 95 Ford F-150 I gave to a kid. It needed a battery. I said, buy a battery, it'll work. Everything else is new. The transmission, the daggone uh, uh, starter, and there's even a spare, even though I have a good one, a spare alternator, because every car I have, I always have a spare alternator for a reason. I'm not going to yep. get into it at this point. Anyways, it's it's always grounded in, in a Faraday cage. The point is, <laughs> I give that to him for basically fifty bucks. His he had to buy because he's getting his Eagle Scout and he needs a truck. And you know what? I learned more by giving that to him. I, I made a whole video on that, brother. Than than I ever would have learned. It was a joy. I, I can't explain it any any other way. Just like when I give my son something, here's a kid. He's just like my son. He's trying. He's a neighbor, trying to get his Eagle Scout on the path of it, and he, he just needs a truck. Well, I have a truck. I can't drive three cars, and then I can't drive two, so I have to pick one. I picked one, and it was the Nissan Xterra, which has about 300,000 miles on it. So... <laughs> So, Brandon, I get you on all your points, but uh, there are good vehicles out there. It's just you really have to, and and honestly, uh, if you're uh, around people that sell cars and stuff, don't think I'm shitting on any brand because I'm sure all of them have good yep. and bad. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No doubt about that. No doubt about yep. that. Dude, Every, I'm telling uh, you, I, I drove a Chevy. I, I drove a Chevy Impala that I was in 08, and I bought it in, in late 08. 
and I drove that car until it got wrecked in a car accident uh, a few years ago. And uh, that car was, I had about 200,000 miles on it when it got, you know, in the accident. And that car was in immaculate condition. I mean, it ran perfectly. It had no issues. American car, Chevy Impala. And uh, my dad was envious. My dad used to tell me, I love this car. I want this car. Uh, and now, yeah, dude, I could get that car now for like two or three grand easy with, you know, half the miles that I had on it. And I've thought about it. I was like, you know, I'm never buying a new car again. I paid 21000 for for that Chevy Impala that I can get for 2000 now. Uh, yeah, it's going to have 800,000 miles, but I don't care. It's it's going to last me a long time. And the, the thing is, a lot of times people are like, oh, this brand sucks or that sucks. Yeah, maybe 20, 30 years ago, but, you know, technology has made it a lot of cars that the brands might have sucked decades ago are really good cars now. And, uh, you know, so it's not the same kind of, like, feel that it used to be. Uh, like, for example, the uh, Impala. Impala, you know, it's a great vehicle now uh, for a period there. It was a horrible line of cars, but now, they're, you know, they've been making great cars for the last couple of decades. And they're getting better and better and better. The thing is, the field is so wide and, and there's so many, you know, companies competing. You have to make better cars because you don't want to be the one that sucks in a field of, like, 30 different uh, big corporations that are putting cars out, not just here in the U.S., but worldwide. So, but with that said, guys, we're completely out of time here. We have a show coming up here, the uh, Unleashed Truth Radio with Mitchell Nicholas Gerber is going to be on the show on the network here coming up in a few minutes. Uh, any uh, parting words you want to give us, uh, Kaiser, before you leave for the evening? I think I pretty much... Um Blew my wad on that one. Hey, I want to hear um, Brandon's point of view because we, uh, I think both of us stepped on him accidentally. Oh, Brandon, any uh, final words before we go? I was going to go to that anyway, but uh, uh, Brandon. Hey, Kaiser, can you repeat that one more time for me? Man, I cut off for a second right there. Oh, I uh, hear my just uh, your point of view on like the entire, uh, from the beginning of the show. Go, you got two seconds. You got ten seconds. No rush. No pressure. Okay, no problem. Uh, COVID nineteen, I agree, is a scam, um, and I think it's just something to shut down our economy. And that's my two cents. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's what we you're need the, to go. You're the man, to. Brandon. And so, <laughs> and so are you, Jackal. Let's have a good hey, gentlemen. I appreciate. Uh, I'm going to sign off. I got to be up for work in about four hours. I didn't realize how late it was, but. Um, you guys both take care. Um, I'll be in touch with both of you. I'll look out for you on social media and Facebook, and uh, you guys be safe out there regardless. Yes, indeed. Uh, real quick before we sign off, uh, everybody, I just want to give a shout-out to our good friend uh, Jaffe over, of course, on the Pirate Network, WPRPN.com. Uh, go check them out. Sign up. Uh, you know they're of course uh, pirating good info to the rest of the world. So check out again www.wprpn.com and bookmark that website and uh, say hello to Jeffy, the organizer of chaos on the radio. And uh, guys, we're going to be back here next week with more inside the Jackal's Cabeza. And we're going to give you some more headaches to talk about for the rest of the week. So stick around. Uh, we have Unleashed Truth Radio coming up next. And uh, it's a replay, but it's a good one. 
Maybe you didn't hear it live. If you didn't, you're going to get to hear it now. And uh, we'll be back next week. Stay safe. Stay indoors. Stay alive. Love you all. All who survive. We're going to be the ones leading the way. And with that said, I'm going to leave you with a little bit more Supreme Court justice flushing. Good night. Then the call is transformed. And it's it's yes. a call that would have been allowed and it's no longer allowed. And so I think that I think that, well, I the, that the technical, technical issue, of the call is different here. Excuse me. I guess the technical.